Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we're the Theme Parkettes. Find out more about us at themeparkettes.com. Welcome to part three of planning a Disney wedding podcast. This is the one that you have been waiting for. This is the one that I have been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) We are so excited to share with you what happened during Ashley's epic wedding week and weekend. We are going to tell you what she picked, what she had planned, everything that she planned for, and then what happened Spoiler alert, it begins with an I, (laughs) it's Hurricane Ian, hit the week of her wedding and what actually happened, how it all went down. And then we're going to hear from Ashley and she's going to tell us anything that she wished she had or hadn't done, anything that might or might not have been worth the cost, the best advice she received and advice that she would give to other brides. Even if you're not interested in planning a Disney wedding, this is a story that is just going to make your jaw drop. And uh, then you have to go and see the pictures in the video. (laughs) (laughs) And also, as somebody who attended the wedding, I think you can say with with no bias that the weekend, I mean, it was, it did, it made your jaw drop. It It was, (laughs) I had a lot of my own personal, I have my own personal part of the story to add to this for sure. Uh, But yeah, there's, there's a lot to know, but I think that it's a really great story that anybody who just loves a good story would love to hear. And if you're a Disney fan, um, let's see, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil if if it has a happy ending or not. (laughs) But you could probably guess. I am, I am married. She's married. Yes. That happened. (laughs) That happened. I feel like it's like, Stefan is like, this story has everything. It does. Weddings. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Hurricanes. Like terrible Floods. Stefan impersonation. Oh my gosh. Also, I'm dating All right. But yes, so let's get let, started. Let's get started. Ashley, finally we can reveal it all. All the things we've been trying not to reveal <laughs> in the other two parts. Tell us what you chose. Tell us what you planned. Tell us the whole vision, the vibe. Tell us everything. Okay. So we've talked about this in the previous episodes, but just to give everybody a quick recap. Our wedding was scheduled for Sunday, October 2nd. Our ceremony was to be at 12 p.m. at the Yacht Club Gazebo, which is outdoors. And then we were moving everybody right into a pre-reception, or as we know it as a cocktail hour, at 1 p.m. at the Atlantic Dance Hall, which is also where our reception was going to be. So everybody was going to walk from the Yacht Club Gazebo to the Atlantic Dance Hall, which is a 0.2-mile walk. I only know this specifically because as we were planning this, my dad was very concerned about uh, how long of a walk would be and how many bars he would pass and if he could stop on the way there. Um, So we did out the math. (laughs) It's not that far of a walk. Um, And you you can also get there by boat. You also planned uh, other events. And then we also, yes, we, so as a, um, as a way to just like welcome and thank everybody for traveling to our wedding, we also planned kind of a welcome uh party casual like light lunch at seabreeze point which was on saturday uh from 11 to 2 and the idea being that you know a lot of folks uh were were coming in or arriving wednesday thursday friday but mostly everybody would have been there by saturday morning and so since the wedding festivities weren't going to really kick off 
you know, everything was happening Sunday, we wanted to give folks the opportunity to just like come by, have a drink, have some snacks um, as they were, you know, on their way to Epcot or a theme park or whatever they were doing. And so very, very casual, like no speeches, nothing, just come eat some things, have a drink with us, hang out. And, um, and it also it gave us an opportunity to like make sure that we could see everybody sure. for a good amount of time before the wedding. So those were our plans. We had, um, we had photographers, uh, our photographers, the roots, root photography. They were, uh, we, we had them come to our welcome party, um, just to get, you know, some photos there. And then also they were shooting our wedding, um, for about, we had them booked for about six or seven hours, I think. So we did a little like pre-wedding stuff. And then we planned for a little after wedding stuff. We had, oh my gosh, there was these, you know, the time of day with the sunsets, being on the boardwalk with the lights. We had like Nate and I probably had like hours of discussions of like the photo ops that were just going to be amazing. And then we also had videographers, Heart Happy Films, again, scheduled for uh, Sunday to film our whole wedding top to bottom, had hair and makeup, the Bella agency, who, um, you know, I did my trial with in July when we were there for our planning session. Um, and then, uh, she and, uh, one of her, um, one of her fellow artists were coming to do the hair and makeup for my mom and my mother-in-law and then myself. And we also had our day of coordinator who I mentioned the last episode was like some of the best money we spent. <laughs> um, and we hired her to help us for Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday was just her, um, really just making sure, you know, uh, that a lot of the logistics pieces were taken care of so that we didn't have to do them. Like one thing, you know, I'll talk about it when I get into like the food and beverage piece, but you know, she helped facilitate getting all of the, um, alcohol that we brought with us to Seabreeze Point. Um, so that I didn't have to carry, you know, cases of, of beer to Seabreeze Point on, you know, I could focus on getting ready and spending time with my guests and that sort of thing. And then she and a couple of members of her team were there all day for, um, our wedding events or ceremony and reception to help with like putting out decor, um, you know, our, our seating chart signage, um, you know, that sort of thing, like all the personal stuff that we brought. And then also just to like help facilitate, you know, getting people to and from locations and, and just kind of being there as uh, additional hands on deck, uh, if anything was to go wrong. Tell everyone what you planned on saying. We stayed at the Yacht Club. Uh, we had three, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but we had secured three resorts through our room block. We had rooms at the Yacht Club, we had rooms at Caribbean Beach, and then we had rooms at Pop Century. So the idea being that like, you know, we wanted to give everybody a choice of price points. Um, and we also knew that having everybody on the Skyliner would be really yes. easy for people to get to the ceremony um, and the reception and get back. You know, it right. was With a very simple thing. being right there on the boardwalk. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was Just the whole sense. kind of thought process was like, we wanted the path of least resistance. We didn't want people to like feel like they needed to take an Uber. We also didn't want to have to coordinate transportation because, you know, trying to get everybody on the bus and making sure that they're all there, like all of that just felt like 
if we could avoid it at all possible, we wanted to. So, um, you know, plenty, there were plenty of folks who stayed um, at other locations. A lot of our guests stayed at the Walt Disney World Dolphin, um, which we didn't do a room block through, but, you know, it's right there also within walking distance. It's actually technically closer to uh, Atlantic Dance Hall than the Yacht Club is. Um, and it was perfect, right? So like we had a lot of folks that stayed there as well. Um, and we just wanted to make it as seamless as possible for people to get to the events that we were having um, and then also then get to wherever they wanted to go next. And how many people had you planned for? So I think I had mentioned in our first episode, we had invited 120. Um, we had initially planned for about, I want to say like 79 to 85, somewhere around there. I think 85 was like the final number that we had landed on in terms of a headcount with Disney um, during our last edit to our banquet event order about a week and some, about 10 days before our wedding. And let's talk about your favorite food and beverage decisions. Yay! Okay, <laughs> so our menus for both our welcome lunch and then for our uh, actual wedding were very, very, very much inspired, heavily inspired by things that we love to eat around the parks. The number one thing for both days, chief concern, top of the like, you know, I have all these ideas of things that I want everybody to eat, but I also want to make sure that everybody can eat them was number one. We wanted to make sure that everything we offered was gluten-free, including our cake, so that you could have it. <laughs> How's dad can have? We had a lot of folks that have gluten sensitivities in our group. So that was the number one priority was like, I want to make sure, we both wanted to make sure that um, you didn't see something and you were like, I really want to eat that, but I can't because it's not gluten-free, right? Like at base minimum, everything has to be gluten-free. Uh, second, we had a lot of dietary restrictions and other allergies to be mindful of. So wanted to make sure that we had as many options available that were friendly to those dietary restrictions. So if something could be made vegan, we wanted to make sure it was vegan. Um, if something, uh, if we could avoid, um, you know, mint, mushrooms, onions, things like that, we wanted to avoid it. That wasn't 110% the whole menu. I don't know. I just had this like idea in my head of somebody coming to our wedding and the only thing they could eat was a salad and that just was not going to fly with me. So I wanted to make sure that we had, you know, all the options covered, um, including uh, one of our one of our items, uh, making sure that we used impossible meat as an option so that people didn't feel like they couldn't partake in that item. So with the menu for Saturday for our welcome lunch, we had veggie spring rolls chicken waffle fritters which were awesome um we did like fruit and berries with some yogurt sauce um and then the couple things that i really loved that were inspired by things we loved around uh the parks and you will appreciate this jess because you were with me the first time i ate this was the avocado toast from uh, Des uh from epcot's flower and garden festival which was the because um, i'm such a bad elder millennial was the first avocado toast I ever ate in my life oh, wow. last year. Um, and it was so good that I was like, yeah, we need to have that, uh, at, you know, at this lunch. Uh, and then we did a, um, gluten-free crostini with grilled peach and preserved lemon with a vegan yogurt. Uh, and then little like lobster, uh, lobster rolls, like petite little lobster rolls, and then had, you know, 
hot and iced teas, coffee, um, and then and then our bar. Um, our bar for Saturday, we did a hosted bar for both days. Our bar for Saturday was just beer and wine. And we had a, I feel like we had a pretty solid selection of options. Um, we had, we included, you know, some white claws for the crew that needed a, a gluten-free option, some ciders. And then um, there were a couple things that we brought ourselves. So we brought gluten-free beer. A mission is the the beer of choice for my father-in-law. So we brought that. We also brought um, Yingling Light, which is my dad's favorite beer, <laughs> um, which are both things that Disney could not get, but they were totally fine with us bringing. So we went to uh, Total Wine and picked those up a couple days before and brought those down. And then, you know, juices, soft drinks, that sort of thing. Really just wanted everybody to like feel really welcome and comfortable and that like they could eat and drink something and not have to feel like they, you know, couldn't participate in what we had. And then for our wedding, we had iced coffee available at our ceremony site, which I know sounds real weird to probably a lot of people listening to this, but we had a lot of New Englanders and they like their iced coffee and it's hot. And so we wanted people to like have something other than water available to them. Our uh, cocktail hour pre-reception menu, we had cheeseburger spring rolls, which if you have ever gotten the cheeseburger spring rolls in the Magic Kingdom, you know how magical those things are. And if you have not, the First thing I'm assigning you to do is to go and get cheeseburger spring rolls the next time you're in the Magic Kingdom. Um, we had bacon-wrapped pineapple and then a uh, vegan, no-gluten-added uh, meatballs. And so just, you know, a couple of little things for folks to, like, snack on before the reception. Again, had, still had the open bar. This is where we brought in um, a lot of different, uh, you know, brought in liquor as well. And we had, I think, pretty much anything you would have wanted. Tequila, vodka, rum, whiskey, bourbon. I mean, we would all the things. The goal was that no one could come to our bar and not find something that they liked. We had all the reds, all the whites, all the beers, all the seltzers, everything. Yeah. We also had Pog Juice, which, oh, really? um, yeah. Did you not see it? Girl, no. I drank like <laughs> white, like three white claws. That you know, like at this amazing bar, and I had like uh, whatever. <laughs> no, that's Sorry. fair. Yeah, you do not need to apologize. Um, it's totally fine. I didn't get to have any, but for people who know what Pog Juice is, it stands for passion fruit, uh, orange and guava. Pog Juice, which you can, which you get uh, at the Polynesian. Like if you go to Ohana, that's you know part of the breakfast. Um, you can also get it in a, a lapu lapu with rum um, at the uh, Tambu Lounge. But in any case, so we had Pog juice there as well. And then of course, you know, soft drinks, so uh, juices and water for um, the kids. And then our menu, which I was very proud of, our entire menu was based on, again, things that we have eaten and loved at various places across the parks and resorts. And... It was so cool, you guys, <laughs> how she did this. It was so cool that it was listed. Here's the food that you can get 
or that you, you can go up to the buffet and have. So there was a menu, even though you're going to a buffet, there's a menu at your seat and you can go up there, but it tells you where everything is from in the parks, yes. and which just was awesome because she's such a parks person. And so, you know, it's going to be good, but also it just brings you a little bit of like, oh, this is so cool. I've never been over to the Polynesian. I get to go have this. Oh, this is neat. I've not been to this pavilion at, at, you know, it was so great. Well, thank you. I, to, for the record, so I, I designed all of our like paper, like stationary paper products, Very like everything. Cool. So I designed the menus. Like, have I've... you shared that anywhere? Can we link that? Yeah, somewhere. Sure. All right, yeah, cool. definitely. Check the show notes. We have Check the show notes, and we have photos of it too. I think that every I have okay, photos cool. of everything. Um, but yeah, I designed everything from scratch myself and had them printed. And my favorite moment was that sitting at our wedding reception next to my husband, looked at the menu, and he goes, "Wow." This is so thoughtful. Disney included all of the locations where you can oh, get these. And I was like, no, 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 I, I was me. I did that. Oh <laughs> so gosh. I would just like That's it so stated for the record that that, that was me, by the way. That was you. That it was, was awesome. I'm not saying that if Disney. was any question. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not saying that Disney <laughs> wouldn't have done that. We didn't, we just didn't have them do menus, but like. I think it was a great touch. Yeah. I think it was such Thank a nice you. touch and it was so exactly you my my thinking was like if anybody enjoyed the food and they had the opportunity or wanted to know like where they could get it again i wanted to give them that information and i also just felt like it just was nice to just share kind of like this is where we ate it and we fell in love with it so much that we we wanted to share it at our wedding yeah that's awesome so i had mentioned that we um like i said we did a buffet and so we had uh chicken and mickey waffles which i love we also did the, for anybody who has been to Steakhouse 71, um, you might have had, or if you haven't, it should be on your list. If you are a burger person, they have a thing called the stack burger. We did stack burgers, but in slider size. Um, and we had impossible meat patties for folks who were uh, vegan, as well as gluten-free buns. Um, we did a wild mushroom arancini with a truffle aioli and champagne vinaigrette. That was from uh, Citricos, as well as the uh, rigatoni bolognese, which came with seasonal vegetables and roasted mushrooms. And that rigatoni dish, again, from Citricos, is entirely plant-based. So it's a plant-based bolognese, which I don't think you would even notice. It's It was delicious. Also, again, from Citricos, we're big fans. Um, their strawberry salad, which, uh, included, uh, goat cheese, uh, bacon vinaigrette and sunflower seeds. And then the biggest hit on the list were the noodles from Ohana, which, oh yeah, if anybody has had them, you know how delicious they are. And for people who had never had them, I think there were like five different people who came up to me at our wedding and asked us, they like loved the noodles and just wanted to, they wanted to go get more noodles. <laughs> So um, yeah. we had those. And then we also just had uh, Parker House Rolls, which, and their spreads, which you can get at Ale and Compass at the Yacht Club, which is like one of our favorite, favorite spots. So we really did, you know, we did a completely custom menu and it was very much like, like I said, you know, these are things that we both have eaten and love and eat all the time. And we wanted to be able to share that. And it also gave us the opportunity to have a good variety of things to cover all of the dietary restrictions and allergies um, while also making sure that like, you know, we had some kids at our wedding and kids are pretty much like 
chicken finger and waffle people. So we wanted to make sure that that, that base was covered too, <laughs> that like yeah. they had that option. I think the two most talked about things, though, were what you had on the tables and your, I guess they're called action stations, I learned in our last episode. <laughs> so on the table, so we, I, I love floral and centerpieces. And I also personally have been to so many events and weddings where at the end, somebody is trying to give me a, a floral, you know, centerpiece and telling me to take it home. And so to me, it just felt like I just didn't want to, you know, spend the money on something that was going to die. I didn't, you know, I, I wanted to do something different. And so one of the things that I just really wanted people to have the opportunity to like keep snacking, keep eating. So I came to our planner and asked, I was like, I have this crazy idea, but what I'd love to do is do some sort of like tiered display kind of like what you see a lot of times you know they put cupcakes on but instead of doing sweets doing a charcuterie display cheese cheese <laughs> so cheeses and breads and pretzels and like olives and tapenades and like that kind of thing but make it the centerpiece so that when folks come into the reception you know they have to wait a little bit before they can eat something but they have snacks <laughs> basically i wanted everybody at our wedding to like sit down at their table and have snacks and have them available yeah, to them. That was really cool. Um, and the trays were really cool. I didn't pick them. You know, the the Disney decor team did. They were really cool. Yeah, they were like a cool like layer thing and everybody loved it. It was just so like, yep, right there. You can jump right in and start eat, picking on. Eat some, some cheese. <laughs> eat mm -hmm. some cheese. It was great. And then the action stations, of course. The action, two action stations we had, which were a surprise um, that were brought out to our guests later in the evening. We had Mickey pretzels, warm Mickey pretzels with mustard and uh, all of the Mickey ice cream bars options available to folks. So... You know. So cool. You guys, they <laughs> suddenly, this is not on the menu. You know, you, we've seen the cake. The cake is super cute. And it's like, oh, you know, we're going to have cake. That'd be great. And they wheel these things out while everybody's dancing and whatever. And oh my gosh, all the kids, the adults, everybody runs towards the Mickey pretzels. And then do you, would you like a Mickey bar? And it's just like being out in the parks. And the Mickey bars are there. So fun. It was really, really cute. Fun. It was it was one of the things that we we just wanted to have, you know, a little bit of of the Disney magic as part of our wedding without being huh, I say that now uh, <laughs> planned Disney <laughs> yeah. magic as part of yeah. our wedding. Um, and we wanted it to be a little bit of a surprise. And we knew that, you know, people would just find it really fun. And also no one's going to say no to ice cream and pretzels, you know, as like a as a late snack, you know, after For dinner. Sure. Um, and then, yes. And then we also had cake. Uh, we did a two-tier cake. The bottom tier was uh, cinnamon with buttercream frosting, which tasted like a cinnamon roll. And the top tier was funfetti with chocolate frosting. And the entire cake, <clears throat> excuse me, and the entire cake, both layers were gluten-free and vegan. Yay. And I think you, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think you like came running up to me and you were like, this is the first time I've been able to eat wedding cake at a wedding in a very yep. long time. I, I always lick the frosting <laughs> off my husband's cake and that's it. Like, <laughs> I have never seen you more excited about something like 
came racing up to me and you were like, I just got to eat yeah, two pieces of wedding really cake fun. at a wedding. I was, I was so full. Um, but yeah, so this was the plan. This, this was, was the, the plan. plan over to be at Atlantic Dance Hall, which is beautiful and ornate and 1920s themed for anybody who hasn't been there. Um, really needs almost no decor. No. Um, but it, it is on the Disney boardwalk. Um, yeah, yeah, a great yeah. a great location. And um great venue and would have been fun i mean yeah i mean we had plans like our whole plan was you know we were going to go to jelly rolls afterwards and and Mm -hmm. we were going to pay for everybody's cover so like you know folks it's 21 plus so there are some folks that couldn't join us but the idea being like we leave you know atlantic dance hall we would do some more photos like post reception on the boardwalk and then meet everybody inside jelly rolls for you know, singing and, and the after party, um, which would still make sure that everybody could walk home that night if needed be for the most part. Um, and that, that was the plan. Yep. The whole thing would be walkable. It just made sense. Uh, me personally, I booked my room right at the yacht club. Uh, I'd never stayed there before. I'd always wanted to, I figured it was walking distance to everything. Um, and I just wanted to be as close as possible to the bride and groom and make sure that uh, in case they needed anything, I was there. So I think it's time to tell everybody what happened. I think it is. I will let them know that your wedding, you mentioned your wedding was Sunday, was set for Sunday, October 2nd. Correct. On, we st- I got there about a week ahead of time. I was doing other things around Orlando. And we all started hearing about this hurricane, that Hurricane Ian was coming in off the coast of Florida and uh, was looking really scary, uh, intensifying as it was originally a tropical wave across Western Africa, came over into the Caribbean Sea, just uh, September 21st, Um, September 23rd, it was strengthening into Tropical Storm Ian in Jamaica. I mean, this thing is headed right right for Florida. Um, and the big question is what, what's about to happen. Right. Ashley, I remember during this time that you reached out to people and started saying, if you can get in earlier, you might want to think about doing it because it looks like flights are about to start to get canceled. So if you're thinking of coming in close to the wedding, it looked like it was going to hit Florida, which of course, as we know, it did uh, around September 28th. Yep. So the and, thing, the yeah. thing about that is that, and just for anybody, you know, cause I think <laughs> naively, I mean, we also had this thought and I remember you and I having many conversations about this is that, you know, for the record, I think it's just really important for us to share that this, this storm, there was no denying how, how devastating this storm was for, um, for the islands and uh and as it was making its very slow crawl towards florida and there was no mistaking that it was going to be you know incredibly impactful if not equally or more devastating to the coastal parts of florida the when people hear about hurricanes and they think of disney and florida i think the natural gut reaction for folks is to be like well disney deals with us every year and like you know, they've only closed a couple times from a hurricane and it's central Florida. And like, if you pay attention to the science of it, most of the time a hurricane, once it hits land, it loses its strength because it doesn't have 
water <laughs> to like keep it going right. right like this one uh in case you weren't paying attention which you might not have been um the the tricky part about this one was the location in which it was hitting uh usually the hurricanes tend to go to the eastern side of florida um in this case this one was hitting the west coast of florida which not completely unusual but certainly like not typical and right. it's true of mexico right the gulf mm -hmm. of mexico and it then the gulf is very warm which makes for worse hurricanes um and the trajectory of it it was doing this like fun little curvy thing where it was like looping one way and then going left and then looping right so it literally i mean it was headed it was on the gulf coast and headed straight towards orlando like central florida but it was going to cut across central florida and that is the part that is was unexpected because usually when hurricanes hit that part of florida by the time that they get there they have already they kind of disappeared yeah. yeah and then it's like heavy winds and heavy rain but it's not it's not like a hurricane forced you know it's a category one or yeah. a two it's it's minimal um this this bad boy was getting stronger yeah. flight and cancellations slow. were inevitable Yes. And by Sunday, Monday, before there's a week before your wedding, you're telling people if you can fly in earlier, do it because your flights are probably going to get canceled if you booked them, which most people did for like Wednesday, Thursday to get in right before all the festivities started on the weekend. And some people did change their plans. My yeah, my family included. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I I still can't believe that your your family did that. It was so kind of them. Um, but yeah. So Sunday, you know, Sunday it started to become a thing that like wasn't uh oh we might get some some rain and some wind, but it was an actual like oh this might this might impact people's travel, and that is when you know at, at that point on Sunday, uh, the the storm was moving so slowly that it was projected to hit, you know, to be the worst in in the Orlando area in Central Florida, late Wednesday into Thursday and potentially Friday. And so the majority of our guests were coming in Thursday and Friday, we're flying in Thursday and Friday. Um, so, you know, we, we did the best, I did the best with my travel agent hat on and bride hat on, did my best, uh, you know, I knew, uh, because I had booked everybody's travel and knew when they were coming to their resorts. Yeah. Um, I had reached out to everybody proactively and basically said, like, listen, you know, this is completely your call, but if you if you can make adjustments, I think it's worth considering if you can get in early, great. If not, you know, you might want to look at options on Saturday. I just, you know, I wanted to give people the heads up that like this was a strong possibility that flights would get canceled and knowing that when flights get canceled in an already maxed out uh, airline situation currently, um, that they it was going to be really tough to find something. To rebook. Yeah. Yeah, to um, be scheduled on something else. Yes. We weren't worried that the hurricane was going to be on your wedding day. No. We were, but we were worried about all of the people getting 
in, yes. of course. Yeah. And um, we're a little worried about maybe your welcome party. You know, I mean, a couple of the yeah. parties. Were, but, but it was more just like, how can we get everybody here so that they can be here for the festivities on Sunday? Not even knowing how strong and how big this was actually going to be. Exactly. And we, you know, on Sunday, I remember uh, at some point, I even think I took a screenshot of it. I have it saved somewhere. Um you know, JetBlue had sent out an alert. Uh, I'm sure all the airlines did basically saying like, hey, if you want to reschedule your flight now and you're flying between these dates and these dates to these airports in Florida, um, call, you know, call us now yeah. or do you can do that now. We won't, Southwest we won't charge you a fee. You. Yeah. And we won't charge you a fee. Like, you know, they were trying to be preemptive about it, which was smart um, because they wanted to just minimize the impact as much as possible. Um, it was also about the same time that, you know, my parents, uh, who were originally supposed to um, fly in on Wednesday, decided that they were going to rent a car from Massachusetts and drive instead. Um, yeah. And they were going to stop midway. They stopped in, uh, they stopped twice. So they stopped in Virginia and then they also stopped in Savannah. Um, so, you know, they took their time. They had already had the time off. So to them, it was like, oh, we'll just get in the car instead. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, I was fielding a lot of a lot of questions from our family and friends and trying to guide people as best I could, um, you know. Yeah, and knowing the same thing that they knew. Right. Of course, we were attached to the news and hearing that the the... Disney parks are talking to the mayor and talking to, you know, the governor about whether or not they're going to have to close as this thing is getting closer. And now it's saying that it's going to be a category four mm -hmm. and, um, and it's going to hit. And it was meant to hit on uh, Wednesday. It started raining. I was at Universal on Tuesday, the 27th. It started raining that night, and then the in Orlando, and the big hit, of course, was September twenty eighth. Um, it was a Wednesday. It was the Wednesday before Ashley's wedding. You guys, yes, <laughs> was, and yeah. And first of all, we we're we're laughing and and this you know making light of it here. Um, I my heart goes out to absolutely everybody. Uh, who was affected by it, Hurricane Ian. We are not making light of this at all. This was the fifth strongest hurricane on record to make landfall in the contiguous United States. And just so we're clear, so nobody thinks we're being insensitive, I need right. everybody to know that I actually, my family member, I don't think he would mind me saying this. It was my, my father um, uh, lost his his, uh, his house, his winter yep. home in Fort Myers, Florida. It's It's gone. It's absolutely, he was able to salvage nothing from it. So I just want to say that during all this, we do not, we're not laughing and taking it lightly, no. but we this is part of the story. And I think an important part of the story um, to let you know that in a worst case scenario, before a wedding, here's a story of, of something that happened right. um, for someone. But our hearts go out to absolutely everyone, um, and I, I hope you're all okay and still, um, yeah, and to all the people who lost family. Uh, un, un, unbelievable, catastrophic. And, of course, it also happened to be the week of your wedding. Right, right. And I think that is, you know, something that we, we were also uh, holding for, you know, um, Obviously, knowing you know your dad's place um, was was the you know on the on the path, um, yeah, and awful. you know 
I think I'm sure you you probably remember this, but like I was really struggling with the idea that, you know, here your your family, you know, came in early to make sure that they were there for our wedding. And of course, um, unexpectedly or or and and sadly also now had to deal with this, you know, uh, uh, situation. And, um, and I really, I, <laughs> I really struggled with the fact that, you know, your family made it a priority to still attend our wedding and our festive, our festivities, knowing that they had this other incredibly just awful thing to, to deal with. Um, and they weren't the only ones, you know, we have, we have a lot of wonderful friends who are in family who live in Florida and um and many which live in central florida and many of which live on the coast and we we were obviously concerned for their safety too right i mean we lost were power we had people at your wedding who lost power everybody had a story yep. of how they got there what they were dealing with um the people who were from florida every you know asking we had remember that they had lost power for like three days yeah. and they were worried about their dogs and mm -hmm. uh, yeah there was a lot a lot of this um, the week of, uh, so, on so, but we needed to put that out there and yes. mention it, yeah. that we're that. So please so, forgive us for <laughs> saying like, oh, isn't it sad that you didn't get to do these couple well, things for yeah. when people lost their homes, but yes. both things can be both true. Both things can be as, true. Both things can be true that this awful devastating thing happened and we still had a wedding to celebrate. Yes. And, and that was how my family looked at it. That was how my did. father looked at it specifically that he was, uh, it was going to happen no matter what. And it, so at least we had a wedding to celebrate he was the um, best. and to celebrate you because we love you. you know, we you were happy were to be there. And, you know, for us, it was, um, you know, it was, it was coming to, there were, there were a couple of layers to the acceptance, right? The, the first was that, okay, we can accept the fact that it's possible that we'll have a smaller wedding than we anticipated <laughs> due to flight did, cancellations, right? A right. lot of yeah. cancellations. Not as many as I think people would be surprised about um, when we get to that. But but yes, I mean, we definitely had, had folks that, that their flights got canceled well, and they couldn't read. Well, 85 was your number. So what do you know what the number was? 70. 70. Okay. Yeah. So that is a, that's significant for sure. That includes one, two, four kids. So, Seven. and that's at the wedding. And so yeah. there, I know there were also people who could make it to the wedding, but couldn't make it for any of the welcome. Yeah. Festivities. So that's just, yeah. that's just the wedding. Cause we, we had folks that, I mean, there were some guests that from day one weren't flying in until Saturday anyway. So their plans didn't, that didn't change anything. Um, so, but yeah, from the wedding perspective, like wedding festivities, originally um our final our well semi-final beo yeah. uh was was for uh 85 and um and we ended up with 70. wow in attendance yeah, minus 15. That yeah. is a, that's a big number and those it it is but when i think about um you know you have four kids in that group plus plus then the adults that's uh four you know so you have eight nine yeah i mean it and they were all flying from other places so you know it it wasn't um it could have been worse in terms of numbers like i was very surprised that that which again we'll get into when we get to that day but um but yes yeah, so so that was kind of you know the first layer was like oh we're gonna our wedding will be smaller but it it's fine um you know right. it is what it is and and um you know we totally i mean Every conversation I had with every single person that Sunday 
and that Monday was please like do not do not stress yourself over getting to our wedding like we will understand like I wanted it to be very clear that like there are more important things that you know flight cancellations and changing these things can be costly they can be incredibly stressful we did not want anybody to be like stressed out about coming to our sure. wedding um sure. and you know being a travel agent I also knew from Disney's perspective that like anybody who couldn't make it any changes all of that like Disney would take care of was them was going to be covered yeah, yeah we would be fine so you know you had mentioned before that um we had uh you know Disney the, the news started traveling that Disney was talking about cancellations and and closures and things like that um just so everybody knows that whenever there's a storm like this there are uh the, the first resort that always closes is the campground for obvious reasons, right? Because it floods. So we didn't have anybody staying at the campground, but like that was the first thing that, you know, people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the campground always closes during storms. So that part wasn't, it wasn't that alarming. Um, and then, and then Monday rolled around. Um, and Monday is when uh, the airlines started at the, the airport's, it was becoming clear that the airports were going to close. Mm -hmm. And Monday is when that really started to become a more, a, a bigger issue was because the airports were, um, were likely going to announce a closure and with no reopening date. So it's one thing to say like, oh, we're going to close, you know, Orlando International Airport for Thursday, but we will reopen on Friday, right? But there, that wasn't the conversation. The conversation no. is we are we're closing the airport and we don't know when we're going to reopen because we have to assess the damage. Uh, so at that point, no one was, uh, you know, anybody who was flying in for Thursday uh, or Friday, um, you know, anybody who was flying in for Friday was uncertain. Anybody who was flying in Thursday had to change their flights. Um, and Wednesday. And Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday yeah. was the big. Um, and so that became that was became like the next shuffle is people were scrambling um, to try and change their flights on, you know, on Monday, looking at mm -hmm. changing their flights, which was tough. And then Tuesday rolled around and Tuesday. So we, we didn't deviate from our plan, which was we were going to get our rental car and drive to Orlando Wednesday. It was originally the day we were planning on checking in anyway. So we were going to get there, we were going to, you know, check in and hunker down inside the resort for Thursday and then into Friday. And hopefully, you know, we would only have to spend about 24 hours inside and then things would, you know, brighten up on Friday. People would start getting there and, and you know, we would just spend a lot of time playing cards and watching movies or doing whatever. And then about 7.30 Tuesday evening, I got an email from Disney that basically said, if you are not here by 3 p.m. Wednesday, you cannot check into your hotel. And that was when, that's when I had the, that's when the meltdown happened. <laughs> that's when, oh, you know what hit the fan. Yeah, that, yeah. I had kind of, not well, but I had kept it together for 72 hours at that point. But that was the, the straw. And I just lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, we had, we had a real conversation about number one, 
there was no way that we could guarantee that we were going to get there at 3 p.m. on that Wednesday driving. Um, mostly because we just didn't know what kind of traffic we were going to hit. And we did not want to find ourselves in a situation where we were stuck, where we didn't get there by three and then suddenly couldn't check in and then didn't have anywhere to go. Um, we also didn't know like how bad the roads were going to be, how bad the weather was going to be. Like there were a lot of unknowns. And so we had a, I mean, at one point, I think we both looked at each other and we were kind of like, is this even worth it? Like, should we even be stressing? Like, should we just like reschedule our wedding and cancel it? But so many people, you know, you guys were already there. Uh, my parents were already on their way down. You know, so many people were making this effort to make it happen and uh, were handling it far better than I was that, you know, we felt like at that point we could only do what we could do and control what we can control. And so my husband, who is far more level-headed than I am in a lot of ways, was like, listen, we're just we're it's beautiful here in North Carolina. We're just gonna enjoy Wednesday and Thursday. We both had the days off, obviously. And uh and we're not gonna stress about like packing. We're just gonna like pack and do whatever we need to do. And Friday morning we will get up super early and we will hit the road. And like we'll get there on Friday and it is what it is. And so that that conversation was like the thing that really helped me feel a lot better. Um, but the waiting, the waiting through Wednesday and through Thursday was brutal, brutal. Brutal. I know. Brutal. As this category four hit Florida and hit Orlando, Orlando had much more damage than anybody I think expected. The parks closed, the hotels closed. I think you probably... If you were on social media, you saw footage of Disney trying to take care of the people who were stuck in the hotels, the kids especially, by bringing in characters yes, <laughs> and all the things that they did and games. But I mean, there were people who were in their rooms and they couldn't go downstairs and get something to eat because they couldn't have kitchen staff or this, the kitchen staff going to go. So, I mean, D- Disney did a lot of things, which we won't go into because um, it's not relevant here. But if it was a closure, yes. this uh, Orlando shut down all of Wednesday and into Thursday uh, at the end of Tuesday, all of Wednesday and into Thursday. And again, her wedding is Sunday. Sunday, Ooh, Sunday, And we Sunday. don't even know what's going to be left, what things are going to look like, if there will be trees down. We just didn't know going into it. During this time, how much in contact were you with Disney fairy tale weddings? Were they calling you all the time? Was your planner frantically emailing you? How much information did they have versus how much were you having to reach out to them with questions? So we, so, I, so I was kind of in this weird, uh, heads, not weird headspace. I mean, of course I was in a weird headspace, but like yeah. I was in this place where, you know, being in a lot of the wedding groups and seeing, other brides who were getting married that week and that weekend, uh, you know, asking questions, panicking, you know, all of the things that you would expect. I kind of was using that as the barometer to determine, you know, how much I needed to be proactive versus whether I should just kind of wait and hear from the professionals. And the thing that um I also wanted to be mindful of the fact that my wedding wasn't until Sunday. And even though obviously it could potentially be impacted, there were people whose weddings were 
Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, you know? And so I didn't want to take time or energy away from my planner focusing on, you know, the next 72 hours. Um, and honestly, the other thing that I, you know, kind of just kept thinking about too, was like, it was, there was a strong possibility that they weren't going to have power and, you know, because the hurricane was going to roll through. And so to me, I was trying to be as, uh, you know, thoughtful about it and really went, when I decided to reach out to them, I wanted to make sure that I was like in the right space that I hadn't heard from them that, you know, things were really escalating. So I didn't hear from them, um, Monday or Tuesday and, uh, and then Wednesday morning. So this is, this is about 12 hours before the resorts announce that they're closing. So at this point, when I send this email, we don't know that the resorts are closing yet. Okay. I sent an email Wednesday morning that basically was like, you know, obviously, I mean, we can, I'll skip over the niceties, but basically it was like, okay, what is the plan? <laughs> like, what do we do? Of course. You know, yeah. I, you know, just basically trying to get a sense of like, what happens if we show up Friday and one of the venues is damaged or, you know, like the power goes out or we can't use Seabreeze Point. Like, I just was trying to get a sense of not even for us because I knew Disney would take care of it, but more so that we could help share that information with our guests. And to be honest, if I needed to update our photographers, our videographers, our like all of right, that, you of know, course. needed to hold that too, right? So I sent this <laughs> very long email, but, you know, bulleted all of my questions. And about 15 minutes later, my planner called me directly. Like she didn't even respond to the email. She just called me. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had a little bit of a, a heart to heart at the top. Um, cause she was like, I completely understand how stressed out you are right now. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and I'm sure, uh, you've been having a lot of phone calls today <laughs> dealing oh, with it. Um, but basically what she told me, which was absolutely the thing to say was that it was a little bit of a wait and see, but that whatever happened, if anything were to happen, number one, we have an open line of communication. So if anything on our end changed, you know, she said, let me, let me know ASAP, keep me in the loop, like just shoot me emails, just, you know, kind of keep me abreast as to anything on your end. She's like, I will uh, promise to do the same and, you know, we will just stay in touch and we'll just have this open line of communication about it because that's all we can do because we just right. don't know. And we won't know for, you know, 36 hours or so. Um, which honestly was really just what I needed to hear, right? I just needed that like assurance that we would be having conversations about things and that if things were changing, that she was going to get in touch. Um, because I trusted Disney to do the things they need to do to execute our events. I just, I need that reassurance, you know, I needed to like hear from somebody that was like, yes. Um, and I still apologize for bothering her, uh, you know, when she had other weddings that she was dealing with. Um, but that was really great. And then actually I hung up with her and then about an, like 20 minutes later, I got another phone call and I have, I have their phone number saved in my phone. So I answered it thinking it was her. And, um, it was actually the head of Disney fairytale weddings, this gentleman named Brian Crawford. And he, he called me directly just to, to say that, you know, he just wanted to echo my planner sentiments, but also, just wanted to give me the opportunity to like express any concerns, you know, like, if, was there anything that they could do? Is there anything he could, wow. um, 
Yeah. So uh, he was also copied on the email I had sent just because I wasn't sure, you know, yeah. people not in the office. Like, you just don't know. And um, and it was I was really uh, surprised and, and very grateful that he just reached out to add an additional layer of, of reassurance that, you know, yeah. yes, there are other weddings happening, but like all of the weddings are important and, um, you You're know, be that taken we'll, care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think having, you know, that conversation was just really helpful because they're really, you really can't get an answer until something happens. Cause you just don't know. And they're just not in the business to say like, Hey, if this happens, then we'll do X, Y, and Z. Well, X, Y, and Z could also not be an option because those things could be damaged too, right? So they just, everybody was, was riding it out and going to see what was going to happen. And um, I just was grateful that like, if I needed to call them, you know, we could have any conversations. But at that point, I felt much better about it. So you left part. Do, You left for Florida then on Friday, two days later than you had expected to leave. Correct. Yeah. So we had, uh, we had rented a car cause we had a lot of stuff that we had to bring with us. And so originally we were supposed to leave Wednesday morning. Instead, we left very early Friday morning. And, uh, normally when we drive down to Orlando, we just get on 95. It's a straight shot. It's pretty easy, but because the storm was heading northbound at that point, we didn't want to get stuck in any sort of weather driving down 95 because at that point it was like right on the coast mm-hmm. you know coming up through georgia so we actually drove out uh to charlotte north carolina like we hooked around and came back in and when we got to 95 in savannah so you know a little bit north of the florida border oh my gosh it was like i've never seen 95 it was a ghost town it was the eeriest thing i've ever seen it was like the sun was out you know the weather was beautiful <laughs> And there was no cars on the highway. Wow. It was so weird. But it also meant that it didn't actually take us any longer to get to the resort than it would have, um, you know, if we had stayed on 95, I think it took us like an extra hour longer, which was really nice. Like, it was just nice to know that we were still going to arrive around four o'clock, which was the time that we were aiming to get there for. Mm-hmm. I should mention also... Um... Over here, from your guest perspective, <laughs> we had gotten there to Orlando. Obviously, my my family got in. Um, they flew in early, and my husband and everything. And we were there. We were stuck in the hotel room. Um, obviously, Tuesday night, basically to Thursday morning. All of Wednesday, you had to stay inside. Um, there were, uh, you know, the the we knew as we know now the the water in Fort Myers. Um, got up to like seven to 12 feet high in some, some places, um, and some places even more than that. Um, but in Orlando, I would say, um, we had a rental car, uh, and the, our cars were okay. So they definitely, we were nervous about the car and it didn't, it didn't flood the, our, where we were staying in Orlando that much. But when we did wake up on Thursday, we were lucky that the hotel we were staying at, um, never lost power. Our friends who lived in Orlando lost power, um, for a few days, actually, as I, I think I mentioned. And, um, we, there was just debris, everywhere and that's when i started to wonder how your venues made it especially the outdoor ones so when did you get the word on what happened with your venues well so what's interesting is so so my um 
our uh, my my in-laws had uh, when all of this was happening earlier in the week, they had actually decided to go down a day earlier. So originally they were also supposed to arrive on Wednesday. They decided to fly down Tuesday and just like, you know, get their day earlier. So they were there and they didn't have to worry about it. And they were uh, sending us photos. Um, so, you know, Wednesday uh, afternoon, they were in their room and their room faced the gazebo. And mm-hmm. so they kept sending us pictures, you know, saying like, it's still standing. It's still there. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> just, like, I thought the gazebo was a goner. For sure. I thought I mean, it would just it take so a, a branch or a tree or a piece of wood flying off of something, you know, it, but it, it really it. cracked me up. It cracked me up because like then Thursday morning, you know, they were allowed to like leave the hotel and go for like a walk. Like they were allowed to like walk outside and Thursday morning they woke up and sent me a picture and there was a, there was a rabbit like just sitting in the grass near the gazebo, just like eating. And they were like, see, it's fine. Like the rabbit's out there. So it can't be that bad. Like it just, <laughs> it's yeah. like, yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, but they did also walk over to the boardwalk and sent me photos. Um, so for if, if anyone has seen it or has been there, um, or if you see photos of it, Atlantic Dance Hall has um, uh, awnings on the side of the building that the entrance is on and they're white and blue, you know, striped awnings. And the awnings had been damaged, like they had been ripped completely off, basically. But, you know, for me, I looked at that and was like, okay, I won't have the awnings in my pictures. No, but like, you know, it was just such not a right. thing that they were like, Building looks good, awnings are damaged, but otherwise, like, you know, everything yeah. seems to be fine. So, and so Friday, we got in the car and started driving down, and we were, you know, getting updates from different people who were able to reschedule their flights and, um, you know, get down there. And uh, it was great. We felt like it, you know, it just felt, I just kept thinking, like, if we just get to the hotel, unpack the car like that's when we can just finally relax right because at that point everything is in motion so we pulled up to the yacht club i think it's important before i get to the the the, you know phone call to like give set the set the stage here uh picture this the yacht club 2022 Mm -hmm. okay so we get to the yacht club we unload the car it is beautiful out it is literally beautiful i mean the weather was unreal and we put everything up in our room. We've got all of these boxes and packages and just all of this stuff. It's about 4.30. And we had planned to have a casual meetup at Hurricane Hannah's, which is the outdoor bar uh, on the backside of Stormalong Bay facing Crescent Lake. Just for anybody who was in town or had already arrived to come and meet us for a drink at the bar, you know, hang out and say hi. And so we changed very quickly into you know a different outfit than sweatpants and t-shirts and i was meeting our friend brian uh in the lobby right outside the lobby of the yacht club because he had picked something up for us that i couldn't find up here and so as i'm walking out to meet him my phone rings and i see that it's disney and it's 4 30 on a friday and it's so disney fairytale weddings yes okay and if you've ever worked in events like you just know that like the 4 30 on a friday phone call is the phone call that like you don't want to be getting because whatever phone call they're giving you at 4 30 on friday means that they have spent all day trying to figure something out 
and this is like end of business and they need to get in touch with you kind of thing. Like it, it was not them calling to be like, how is your drive? Just checking in. You know, that was not what was happening. So I walked back into the lobby and answered the phone. Um, and there were uh, my planner and uh, a, another planner who's been there for a very long time. were both on the phone. And uh, have you ever heard the expression um, uh, like there's a name for it? It's like a compliment sandwich yes. where where like somebody gives you a compliment and then gives you criticism and then gives you a compliment at the end. Yep. Okay. This is like this phone call was like the version of a compliment sandwich if we're talking about good news and bad news. <laughs> so he answered the phone and basically after we get all the niceties out of the way, and I think I even at one point said like, okay, what all right, what's going on? Like just tell me because I just don't want to play this game. They said, so we wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, after the storm, obviously the operations team has gone around to check everything and the Atlantic dance hall has sustained some damage. And unfortunately it will not be usable for by Sunday for your, your reception. <laughs> you sigh as if like you haven't heard the story 7,000 times. I know, but, but our <laughs> listeners, I want to get them there with us. I know, I know, I know. She just heard her wedding is Sunday. This is Friday at 4.30. Your wedding will not be at Atlantic Dance Hall. Yeah, the reception. The so reception. The, yeah. yeah, the gazebo was fine, surprisingly. <laughs> The gazebo right? weathered That's the, the storm. That we didn't think. But if you, yeah. if you, not like the more I've thought about, it, I've been to Atlantic Dance Hall a lot. Uh, someone who went to college in Florida. That's where we used to go to go swing dancing because that was the thing. And it's kind of like there's not like steps up, like the doors open, and actually Atlantic Dance Hall is kind of like sunk down. Yeah. And when I think about that and the carpet, the fact that there's like this like 1920s themed carpet, like it all kind of makes sense. Uh, and I don't know. They didn't elaborate on what yeah, the damage was. But I um, think it flooded. I think part of it flooded. Yeah. Probably to redo the carpets or something. Who knows? But. Something. Um, they did. Yeah, they didn't share it. Just, I mean, I, I wasn't going to question their judgment. Like whatever, mm-hmm. whatever decision they had made, they had rendered it just not usable for the public. Like they needed to fix yep. it, and they just knew. And you have to also remember too that our reception, our ceremony time was at five. It was slated for 5 p.m. on Sunday. So this is literally almost 48 hours to to the minute that, like, our ceremony is supposed to happen as I'm getting this phone call. So, so of course, you know, they they give me this news and they, they take a beat. And because I'm sure that they, at this point, are very well versed in giving this kind of news this week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, I just started weeping and I banged my head in frustration against one of the pillars inside the Yacht Club lobby, which I'm pretty sure still has a dent in it from where my head landed. No. And, uh, (laughs) and basically just stood there and was like, okay, you know, like trying to control myself and said, all right, so what's, what's the alternative? Like what, what's next? Because now I'm thinking as much as I had tried so hard to have a backup rain location that wasn't a ballroom, I am fully waiting for them to say, you know, we have You're a going, ballroom. It's at the swan. <laughs> you know, go to yeah. The or whatever. Like, 
No, I mean, they probably would have put me in a ballroom like there at the boardwalk or whatever. But I just was expecting a ballroom, in which case I just would have probably, I don't, I don't even know how I would have reacted. So I'm fully expecting them to tell me that uh, we're, we're going to get moved to a ballroom. <laughs> and they basically, the, basically what they let me know is that number one, that, that, that is, you know, that was originally uh, what had been offered as a solution and our planner had basically said like no <laughs> we need to come up with an alternative and shout they, out to her hey i know she <laughs> i mean yes I, like that was i'm very very grateful that she went to bat for us about this and that essentially what they were working on would be a, a change um the primary thing being that the timing would change so our ceremony would move back so instead of being at noon it would be at 5 p.m because what they're what they're proposing to adjust to would be in the evening um which you know our ceremony time was supposed to be at noon like hair and makeup was going to come at 4 a.m so like this changes our whole you know so now i'm like well now hair and makeup's not going to come until 11 a.m like are they even available you know i wasn't so worried about our photographers, our videographers, because we have them booked for the whole day, but like hair and makeup, I mean, that's, you know, (laughs) that was kind of a thing that I really, really needed to have. So essentially what they told me was we are just waiting for, you know, final approval. And, and they knew that we had a limited amount of time to contact the guests and to let everybody know. Um, And they knew we had our welcome party the next day. And so that was my biggest concern was number one, I needed to know so that I could let my hair and makeup artist know. And two, that we needed to like let all the guests know. Basically, everybody was that had to travel was coming in either Friday or Saturday. So we would have had plenty of time to tell people to shift their arrival times for Sunday. But we just, you know, we wanted to <laughs> try to tell everybody. And then I'm thinking in my head, like, oh my gosh, I have to contact everybody. And this is so yeah. um but they just, they they hadn't gotten approval yet and that was the thing and so you know we didn't it, it was the kind of thing where it was like you don't want to know what it is until everything is a go mm-hmm. but did you suspect what they were trying to do i no i had no idea i mean i didn't i didn't have any sense like at that point i just was mostly stressed and concerned about you know what is going to happen can i get hair and makeup to change their time can we let everybody know you know what i mean like it was at that point i knew we wouldn't be in a ballroom Mm -hmm. but you know there's hundreds of gonna like it yeah Yeah, i mean i I don't know how's everybody gonna get there you had (laughs) thought everybody was just gonna walk over and now that's not possible yeah it was a lot and so yeah i remember that night you said just meet up at hurricane hannah's if you can still it's like still come to hurricane hannah's we're here you know we got there a little late um obviously but you know we were still there and we still wanted folks just if they were around to like come by and say hello um you know if they hadn't changed their plans and you know we just needed like i had to i had to update my husband and let him know kind of what was 
<laughs> going yeah. on. And he um, was mostly worried about you at this point. I can tell you from <laughs> my perspective, he was definitely, when we saw him, he was like, oh, I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm so glad, yeah. you know, you know, whatever you can do to, to take care of our girl. I said, well, we have, we have an idea. <laughs> said, yeah. So I did not drinks? know any of this. So yeah. How long are these drinks going? He's like, oh, this is really casual. It's just like whoever's around. I was like, how would you feel about us taking her away and going into Epcot <laughs> just and trying to get her on the Guardians coaster and just to cheer her up? It's like we're talking like eight o'clock at night and just like walking over. We had a our cast member friend with us and he could get himself plus three and we were just gonna try. And I have to say that your then fiance, now husband was very much just like oh my gosh, that would be a police. I was like, you know, I, I don't know that we can, if, if, do you want to also cut? And he was like, nope, take her, get her mind. I need a, I need a beer and I need to sleep. Yep. <laughs> and yep. That's what I want to do. But I think she would love that. And yeah. um yeah, we had a we so that's what we did. We said actually we're going to Epcot. And you were like, okay. I was like, are you all right? And you were like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> the the category five hurricane drink at Hurricane Two. Hands, a little Two on the them. nose. A Two little on them. the nose there. Yeah. <laughs> well, at that point, I was just so, and I think you know, to like, to his credit, I think my husband was just he knew that even then. I wasn't going to be able to relax because now I'm thinking about all of the things yeah. that we need to change just by shifting our times. And, you know, well, what about this? And what about that? And like, I, and I don't have the answers and it's going to stress me out. <laughs> and yeah. so I think he knew that I just needed a, a, a distraction. So like needed. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. So we it went into awesome. the park for like an hour. And oh, we... I feel like we were in the park longer than that. No, I have video of you literally walking into the park at 8.04 doing a little heel click. <laughs> <laughs> but then what time, do we know what time we left? Because Harmonious was, we yeah. watched, well, we didn't watch Harmonious, but we Somehow we got on Guardians um, at 8.50, it was by the magic of Disney. And, and the fact that we walked really fast. And then um, we then Hal was actually not able to sleep. So he was saying, why don't we meet at the boardwalk and get like some food and drinks on the boardwalk. And I have um, footage of us at 11 p.m. <laughs> peering in the windows at Atlantic Dance Hall. <laughs> like, what happened? Like, <laughs> so we what were, is going on in here? We were, and, and just sitting with you guys and like, you don't know where your reception is. And no. we both were like. Nope, it's all nope. going to work out though. Doesn't nope. matter. We'll have a party out here. And I, it may have been the alcohol talking, but we were peering in the windows at Atlantic Dance Hall being like, come on. I, and, and, and it really did not look, that was the thing that was crazy. It was like, we really didn't, you know, we just wanted to see, like, if, if we had walked up there and saw, like, a giant hole in the ceiling, we'd be like, oh, okay. I mean, I listen, I trust Disney and I knew that they wouldn't, they wouldn't have gone through this if, if it wasn't safe or do but you know sometimes you just need that like visual to be like yes okay yeah. and uh and we did we saw you know there were sandbags all over the floor and like clearly you know it was not yeah. it was not being used that night no there's no club going on that night <laughs> so, so cut like... to the next day you were still able to have your welcome party well yeah still... so we yeah. we had our so the next morning um our rehearsal Sorry, was rehearsal. at 9 a.m. 
uh, no, sorry, 8, 8 a.m.? Somewhere around there. It was in the morning. Um, and, you know, originally it was supposed to be a couple days before the wedding. So uh, we really only had a, win- a tiny window of time to do it before the welcome party, which was starting at 11. 11. Mm-hmm. And so we went to our rehearsal. And even then, you know, out doing the rehearsal, still no update from the wedding team. Like, still don't know what's going on. I'm like, all right, well, we're going to go get ready for our welcome party. And I don't know. <laughs> If we're going to know at this party, like what the, what's, what the plan is. And so, um, our day of coordinator that we had hired, Michelle was amazing, had come to the room to pick up all of the beer and, um, bring it, you know, walk it over to Seabreeze Point to give it to the bartender so they could start cooling it down. And I had given her kind of a very quick update as to like what was going on and looped her in, you know, to all the communications. And I literally, I remember I was literally like, sitting on the couch in the room, putting on my shoes when my phone rang and was like, Oh my God, <laughs> the call you've been waiting for. And I, I, I just, I kind of froze for a moment because I just knew, you know, I just had this moment of like, whatever they're about to tell me, I now have to take this information and walk to Seabreeze point, knowing it, alone because Hal had already left like he went early to meet everybody and I don't know I just felt this like very uh intense like it it, it's kind of like you know waiting for a college acceptance letter or the email that you got a job right I don't know it sounds weird but they're gonna be their photos and the story of your wedding for the rest of your life which is not anything that I had mentally pictured for the past 12 months so I answer the phone and it's our planner and you know she's like how are you doing and I was like I'll be doing better once I know what's going on tomorrow. (laughs) And she said, okay. She's like, well, I can tell you that we have official approval for the changes. And uh, I want to walk you through what that looks like. And if you have any concerns, you know, basically being like, if you're unhappy with this, let me, like, we need to talk about (laughs) changes. So listeners take a deep breath. (laughs) She reiterates that we are, we agreed to shift the ceremony time to 5 p.m. We will finish the ceremony by 5.30. We'll have a couple of group photos and then our guests will be taken by bus to the backstage area at Epcot to be brought out to our cocktail reception on Italy Isola West. And then our reception will be inside the American Adventure Rotunda. And they will keep the, yeah, and they will keep the, uh, cocktail reception space blocked off so that we can then all go out and watch harmonious during the reception. All, you know, us, our guests, everybody, and then go back in to the American Adventure Rotunda to finish the reception and to, and before I could even ask the question, she said, we will take care of all of the logistics, all of the transportation. We will get everybody into the park. We will get them out of the park. Like we, You do not need to worry about any of that. Like We will facilitate and manage all of that so that, you know, all, all you have to do still is show up <laughs> and get married and enjoy. Oh, my gosh. I have to know, what did you do? Wait, wait, wait. There's one other question. I have one other question. Okay. How much okay, extra? Wait. How much extra is this going to cost you? Oh. You're oh, getting married. No, nothing. You're, nothing. 
Well, not okay, only are they me... handling it all, okay. bringing your guests by transportation backstage into Epcot, getting a pro- at the Italy Pavilion. For those of you who don't know what Isola, I didn't know what that was. Picture the Italy Pavilion, like next to like the there's the stage there, and then there's the Italy Pavilion right next to it, and they have like this little like kind of porch with like a cute little bridge looking out onto the water and that's where your cocktail like you're during park hours your guests are going to get to do this and it's going to cost you zero extra dollars yes to be clear zero extra dollar like we still paid for the wedding that we, <laughs> we planned of course but yes yeah this was not like they weren't and i did i did ask because i just wanted to be <laughs> to be clear and they were like no 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 like we will we will take care of out of curiosity how much of an upgrade do you think that this really would have been? Well, so the, I mean, the crest, it's, it's hard to put a number on it for a couple of reasons. Like I have a, I have a good idea. You, like you could do the, the basic math based on the differences in locations, but the, the things that are kind of hard to quantify are there, there are some things that I, I didn't, uh, well, I'll, we'll describe it when we, we talk about the reception specifically, but there were some things that they had done that I hadn't, like they were not, like, it, like I said, we didn't have any decor in Atlantic dance hall. So there were certain things that had been added to our reception that just wasn't part of originally like what we had, we had planned. So they clearly were, they added that, like that was an additional thing that, that mm-hmm. Disney totally added. Um, the other hard part to quantify is that, you know, receptions and cocktail hours inside of Epcot, the timing of them is oh my not always like it. There are definitely times where people have done them, you know, during park hours, but it's not necessarily like a guaranteed thing. And so it's, it's kind of hard to quantify some of those things. Like, it, but basically, you know, if we're talking the venue changes and, um, the transportation and such, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fairly large number. I mean, not large, like, I don't know. Large is not, Can I we, would say like, yeah. What do you think? I, I would say, I would say it was like it, at least probably like $10,000. Maybe. I don't no. know. Like it's hard to like, someone well, told me think- that they looked it up and it would have been like $150,000. No, absolutely not. Who? Okay. Whoever told you that is wrong. <laughs> Because that's crazy. There's no way it would have been that much. But it definitely was, you know, more. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely more than what we had budgeted for and what we were paying for, for sure. I mean, there was definitely like an added, at least, at least probably like 10 to 15, at least. Again, I can't, it's hard for me to like, like they didn't send me a line item afterwards and they were like, here's all the stuff that we <laughs> didn't charge you for. Um so are you, we gifted to you. So it's, it's hard for me to put a specific number on there, but I would say it's probably, you know, somewhere around like the 10 to 15 mark at minimum. Wow. That's still, that's still a pretty impressive amount. I, I mean, it's an entirely different experience, like for us and for our guests. I mean, nobody attending our wedding was planning to go into like like they yeah. all knew where you know they didn't know we definitely didn't have a uh, private fireworks viewing on our <laughs> wedding <laughs> plan <laughs> i know so like 
Okay, so yeah. take me back to that moment where you're sitting there. Okay. You, what did you personally do? I, uh, you, you know, I just, I, I was relieved. I had a couple of like logistical questions, all of which they were already ready to answer. Um, and was just kind of overwhelmed with both like the relief of just knowing, like just knowing that we had a plan was huge. And then the secondary part of like, this is not the wedding we planned for, but this is what they, what they're going to do is already so much better. And just feeling like beyond grateful. Like, I think I actually, I, I definitely got emotional on the phone with my planner, but I think I actually at one point just was like, I think I was just in disbelief that this was the plan because, you know, for 12 months in my brain, I had an idea exactly of how this stuff was going to go. I looked at thousands of pictures of weddings inside the Atlantic dance hall. Like I just had this whole kind of thought process and to just make that sudden shift. Um, not to mention the last time I had been inside the American adventure rotunda had been in like 2004. So like, I couldn't even remember what it looked like, you know, like I just was just trying to like wrap my brain around this. And I just, I don't know if I was tired, sleep deprived, stressed, what it was, but it was just kind of a, I was excited, but it was, it, it felt, un, it did not feel real to me. I see. I think that I would have like screamed and celebrated, but I hear <laughs> what you're saying. And I now going back, I do sort of remember there was a, you know, kind of a grieving process from what you thought was going to happen. And even though this upgrade was literally like the most, I mean, outside of you and how I was probably the most excited for this. Like I, <laughs> when I tell you that she, um, when she told me that I lost it, everybody like, oh, I yeah. was like screaming. Oh, yeah. I danced. I dan- jan- like ran around the circle. I started telling everybody I could. Oh my gosh, I'm texting all of these people who are like people who know you through the theme park ads and whatever. You know what I mean? To be like, oh my God, she's getting married. And, like wedding reception's going to be an Epco. We're going to see the fireworks. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> like I was so excited, but I can totally hear what you're saying that it just, it wasn't, what you expected and even though it was this amazing upgrade there was still definitely a little bit of like grieving and and it still probably needed to hit you like oh my god i'm gonna have pictures in front of like like spaceship earth like i'm gonna have pictures inside we're gonna have video of my guests my guests are all gonna get a backstage view like this vip treatment inside a park like is that the most theme park at thing ever like i know and it and it and it really was like the kind of i just I mean, I was like, I was, I was excited, but it was, it was like my excitement, like all of the emotions were at the same like heightened level. And I just was kind of in this like weird, uh, sober drunken state. Like it just was like overwhelming to think about. And, and then knowing it had to, (laughs) had to then walk from the yacht club over to Seabreeze Point being like, okay, now I get to tell everybody. You're about 40 minutes late. (laughs) Listen, I was late because I was on the phone. We all understood. (laughs) We were just all worried about, there was a full 40 minutes of everybody going, is she okay? How's she doing? Is she all right? Has she heard yet? What's going on? I'm so nervous. We were all, because the other side of this coin is that you were going to be put in, I keep saying the swan, like that's the worst. Yes. Possible, you know what I mean? But like, I just like, they're sending you to like some random, you know, off the 
four hotel like to get you know what i mean like it's just not and and, and how, how are we gonna all band together and be like this is right. great no matter what and then you come and you're like so going to epcot we're like what wait what <laughs> i mean telling your i remember your photographers we're like, what? Like, oh my they, gosh. like talk about an upgrade for them and their business. And yeah. And the their face. They were like, oh. I mean, like Nate's face, <laughs> Nate's face. When I told him, like he, he was like, like palpably excited about this change. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of our photographers, like he, and, and I will say that I was also excited because I have seen their photos of other weddings where they've done, you know, harmonious, you know, fireworks viewings as part of the wedding and like how beautiful those photos are. So I'm not concerned about like the photos are going to be amazing. Like that is 110%. But I did get, I think I got more joy out of telling everybody about the changes, like, and just seeing everybody's reactions. And for the people who have been, you know, for our guests who are Disney people or like been in the parks or like understand at bare minimum, like what this means. Yeah. Just the sheer, mm-hmm. like, like sudden, like wh- what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get to go to a wedding inside the park. I'm going to get the people with the sticks, the, the cast members with the light up sticks <laughs> yes. saying like, stay away from them. Yes. These yes. are a private group. We're going to get to go behind a rope. Like, what? Yes. We're going to get to have, like, drinks and party, our own private party that no one else is invited to. The excitement was uh, so palpable at your welcome party. And then we all got to go to Epcot yes. and celebrate. And Which you, had you been part to, of the plan. That had been like part that. of the plan. Mm-hmm. So the original plan was, like, we were going to go to Epcot. We were going to go to Epcot for you know, a couple of hours and then, and then Hal and I were going to leave around dinner time mm-hmm. because we had an early night. Cause I had an early wake up call the next morning, but since suddenly that shifted and we didn't have to be up early, you know, hair and makeup, thankfully hair and makeup was able to like shift their schedule. No problem. So like we just adjusted everything and they were coming around, you know, 10 30. Um, so to us that's sleeping in. I mean, we were like, well, what are we going to do all morning? And so we were like, all right, like we can actually spend more time in Epcot because we don't have to, to be anywhere until, you know, uh, eight o'clock we had made some dinner reservations. And so we were like, let's go. Like, let's, I, I felt like that was the moment where we could finally relax, breathe, celebrate, yes. enjoy yes. your wedding weekend. Yes. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then of course, one of my favorite memories from this, well, there's a lot of favorite memories. This was just one of my favorite parts of the whole weekend. I hope that that's okay. But it was, yeah, it was just because it was just, you know, you and your friends and just, you could just be yourself. You guys had done the formal wedding part, which was the welcome party, which was great. And the food was all we should mention. Seabreeze Point um, for the, I didn't know where it was. I, and I knew I was very familiar with the boardwalk, but um, it doesn't show up a lot on maps. Like it's not like a, but it's across from, uh, where ESPN Zone was, R.I.P. It's like this out uh, R.I.P. to that. It was like this outdoor gazebo there, and you had a great buffet of a bunch of different foods, and they super took care of um, gluten free. There was a great bartender, views of the boardwalk, like all of that was great. 
and was perfect for us to walk into Epcot. But then we, I guess we should mention, <laughs> we should mention your welcome party was great and totally worth it and whatever. And then, oh, um, yeah. yeah, but then when we were in Epcot and of course we're, you know, starting off and drinking around the world that also happened to be, for those of you who uh, know your Epcot, um, Epcot's 40th birthday was that exact day. So of course your girl had to go get her merch. <laughs> Yeah, and by girl, I mean not me, Jessica, no. for the record, was At like... they knew who we meant. Yes, they were like... So we walk in. Now, I, it also, I think it's important to say that, like, we had, you know, um, uh, some of us, we ended up, our friends Jim and Nicole ended up tagging along with us, and uh, basically there was there were some things that they all had to do because the park reservations and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and so we kind of ended up splitting out into, like, well, two groups plus Jessica, where we had... To- <laughs> We had one group that had to go from, had to go to Hollywood Studios and then come back. And then uh, Jessica and I and her husband and our friends Yuri and Daniel were like the other group. And we went in and got, you know, went to France and got our first drink in France. And that was when Jessica was like, all right, well, since everybody else isn't here, I'm going to go, like, <laughs> go get in the merch line, you know, like. And I went to England and beer because I can't drink beer. So that well, worked out. Well, yeah. I mean, I also think that they just. They took advantage of the fact that, like, it was just me and the boys. And they were like, where do you want to go? And I was like, let's go to the UK. And then I made the dumb decision, not decision, (laughs) I just said it out loud, that I had never, you know, dropped a shot of Bailey's into a Guinness before. (laughs) And things you shouldn't say the day before Mm. your wedding when you're with your friends who are just doing everything possible yes yeah because (laughs) and immediately they were like cheering you up and meanwhile we're all like freaking celebrating what we're about to get to experience tomorrow uh and they're all like all right four of those please and i was like oh are you guys here (laughs) now i had i also didn't really get to eat at the welcome party um and so (laughs) i was already one vodka lemonade and uh yeah and so i drank i have a great video of myself and your husband chugging away and i will say that if you ever do this be prepared that somehow everyone inside the rose and crown somehow realizes this is happening and they start chanting and oh, it is geez. really embarrassing it's so great <laughs> i love it um but yeah it was it was great and then uh and then we were still waiting for everybody so we went to canada and one of my favorite memory i mean i have so many memories from that day but one of my favorite memories was uh nick and i uh you know so obvious like not obviously but because i have we have wonderful friends no one would let us pay for anything that day and you know nick nick and i should have a a shared love of beer and so nick went and got you know him and i the same beer and we happened to tie we didn't intentionally do it but like the timing of it worked out where the band um alberta bound was coming out to perform and if you've ever seen Alberta Bound play, they do, you know, a lot of, um, they do like a really good mixed set of songs. Like some of them are, you know, some pretty like expected kind of standard, uh, uh, you know, folk, like Canadian folk songs, like, uh, from Canadian singer songwriters. And, you know, I, like I said, I had not eaten anything. So at this yeah. point I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm desperately in need of water, but also in the state where, that was not a priority for me. And we're standing there listening to Alberta Bound. And I, uh, you know, I was talking to Nick about like Canadian performers. And I was like, man, it would be amazing if they just started playing a Shania Twain song next. And Nick being 
the kindest human ever. He's like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And then the next song was a Shania Twain song. <laughs> and I think I was the only person in all of Epcot that was rocking out so hard to this song as they were playing it. But I was like, I was manifesting all sorts of stuff that Oh my that gosh, weekend. that's right. We forgot to mention the night before oh in that yeah. one hour, we were like, we're getting on Guardians. We're getting on Guardians. And you were like, and they're going to play September. They're going to play yes. September. It's September of them. Play it. We were like, what? And sure enough... The well, of Disney. for the record, you guys had been on it earlier that day. So to, to back up like that Friday morning, the three of you had all gone on it. And I think then you and Nick, <laughs> no, what's what, but what spurred it was that you had told me both times you had been on it. Uh, disco you, Inferno. Disco, yeah. It had been Disco Inferno. And I was like, we're not going to get Disco Inferno. We're going to get September, which is the best song to listen to on that ride. And you were like, no, we're not. We've got, we went on this twice today and both times we got Disco Inferno. And the best was that when the song started, you were so incredulous. You were just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, and Nick was too. Happened. And you can't surprise my husband. And he no. was like, what? So no I was just way. like manifesting things. I was yeah. like Shania Twain songs mm-hmm. and blah, blah. Um, but by then everybody else in our party had met up with us and, uh, yeah, around Japan. And that's when this comes to finally, I keep alluding to it. My favorite part of our trip around was we're pulling up to the Italy pavilion. I go, are we going to go inside the American Rotunda? And all together, I've turned my camera on. I'm like, she's about to see her wedding venue Mm -hmm. the day before her wedding. (laughs) Like, oh, it was 530, which just blows my mind. It was a 5.30 the day before your wedding, and you're about to see your... Hal hasn't seen it. You haven't seen it. He's never seen it. Like, no. he had never been and in you there. you hadn't seen it since you were young, because nobody... Yes. Well, I love the Voices of Liberty, so I had been in there multiple times, but I skipped the American Adventure. I, I skipped the show. Um, so... We, I have this awesome footage of Ashley walking in and Ashley and Hal seeing it for the first time and just being like, oh my gosh, that's like Louis Armstrong's trumpet is in the yeah, room. Yeah, that was wild. And Ella so, Fitzgerald's sheet music and I, all this crazy history stuff that was there that was just so cool. It was so cool. And like the best, that video is so fun too, because, you know, Yuri is, is like, everybody as we're walking in is telling the cast member, like, she's getting she's married getting here tomorrow. tomorrow. tomorrow and you know we walk in and and you know they have the center of the rotunda floor roped off because that's where voices of liberty performs like we couldn't walk onto it but even standing there we knew like this is this is the dance floor like this is where we'll be dancing tomorrow and over here we took like a million pictures it's beautiful if you haven't seen it picture like picture like the center if you've been to the white house like picture it's kind of i think based on that um, what's that room called when you when you tour the White House? I don't even know. Like I've the round the White House. room, yeah. It's but it's that's what it's themed after. It's sort of that sort of like Americana, and it's all everything's like white. It's so pretty. It's beautiful. It is really mm-hmm. beautiful. And we, were just and we had no a idea pictures. I was like, we got to do a transition yeah. one. Yes. <laughs> and we had no camera. idea like the. I mean, for for people who like bypass this, you know, they have. They have like active exhibits. So Louis Armstrong's trumpet and Ella Fitzgerald's treatment, like all of that was like part of an exhibit that they had on a display in that space. And they do that oh. fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're different themes. And, you know, so I, I mean, it's unless you're looking for it, you're not <laughs> like you don't go in there to see it. So right. it was just kind of crazy. And of course, the first thing I'm thinking of is like someone is going to 
our like all of our our guests are big dancers and someone is going to break louis armstrong's trumpet and i and everybody's like no 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 no, it's fine like all the exhibits are on wheels it's like it's don't worry about it it'll be fine i was like oh my gosh okay because i'm immediately just thinking of like the you know ruckus that we're about to cause (laughs) 24 hours later um but it was and, and still even then just staring at that space I still couldn't, I mean, I could picture it, but I couldn't picture it. Like I was still overwhelmed with this like sense of, oh, all right. You know, 24 hours from now, yeah. I'll be heading here. Like, it just was, it, it was, was an really awesome hard day. to wrap my brain around. And I'm so glad that you guys got to see it. And it was just so ironic. Like, that's the park that we had chosen and that it was its 40th anniversary you know there was just so many things that just lined up so magically and that you got to see it with your friends for the first time and all of us kind of like our disney people we all just geeked out together and got excited for you guys and it was just the best it was just the best and then you had to take off and now we're on the the morning of your your wedding morning of we started the day off with a little girlfriend stroll, uh, for those yes. of you who've stayed at the boardwalk, you may know that you can, there's a really cute, uh, what are we calling it? Walking trail, I guess. Yeah, there's um, a path. There's path a path. Down to Hollywood Studios. So we did basically what? We did like 5K, I think. I don't yeah, I think it was about a 5K. Was. And yeah. well, I think what's important like for to back up for everybody to know. So originally... You know, so like I've said, we didn't have a wedding party. We didn't have bridesmaids or, you know, any of that. But Jessica being Jessica and our friends being wonderful, um, you know, they all really felt like we, I should do something fun uh, to, you know, celebrate getting married. And so the original plan, the thing that you had originally put together was to go on a monorail crawl Thursday night, which obviously did not happen (laughs) because... Nope. None of us were there and nothing was open. Uh, and so at that point, you know, I had we'll just kind of... We'll do it. Maybe we'll do we'll it. We'll do it someday. Yeah. yeah. But at that point, I had kind of just, you know, that was one of those things that like I was really excited about, but it it had to, you know, it just wasn't going to happen, right? When we had a tire timeline. And I remember you came up to me and you were like, so now that your ceremony time has changed, like, what are you, what are you going to do tomorrow morning? And I was like, I don't know because we have some breakfast and you were like you know you got a bunch of run disney girls here (laughs) um and so uh so jessica had coordinated this really lovely like girlfriend time where you know she made a reservation at ale and compass which i love for breakfast and our friend nicole got everybody's dunkin donuts iced coffee order which was Mm -hmm. amazing perfect and uh, and then we all showed up in Rothreds and Sparkle athletic skirts and the same Brooks sneakers and did so not plan funny. it that way. Did not plan it. We all had just ridiculous. Yeah, it was funny. And uh, and went for a walk and then had breakfast together. And it was like perfect. It was the per- it was the perfect way to start my wedding day. It was exactly what I wanted that I didn't know I wanted. It was just perfect. <laughs> it really was. And it was such a special memory to just, because I love, I love a walk, a walk and talk. I love like grabbing iced coffee and just walking around the parks. And so yeah. it just was, and the weather was so, so good. Perfect. Oh my gosh. It was amazing that day. It was perfect. So, so perfect. So perfect. All right. So now let's cut to tell, tell us the story. Tell us, uh, 
you're ready, you're in your dress, it's time to go. You decided to do a first look. That was the first thing, right? But for, or photography. Well, um, so photography mm-hmm. came and videography came. Um, and, you know, we did like a little, um, both Hal and I did like a little interview as part of our wedding video. And we oh, still haven't seen it yet. So like, I don't know what he said. He doesn't know what I said. Um, I actually didn't. I I actually struggled with like saying how I was, I was just so overwhelmed. It was really hard for me to say anything of substance. So I'm sure that my interview is probably not that great, but um, I was also just really excited. Like I was at that point, I was really excited to just like, like, I just wanted to go. I was like, let's go. Like, let's get this party started. Let's, I was just, I felt like we had been waiting and waiting, waiting, and it was finally time to do it. And so um, I first did a first look with my dad which was really important to me and I was really glad that I got to do that. And then Hal and I did a first look, um, which was just, I didn't know how he was going to react. Um, and so it was just really sweet and funny. Um, and we got some great photos and then, you know, we do family photos and all of that stuff. And then it was ceremony time. Oh wait, before we get to the ceremony, actually let me back up. So because we had to change uh, our time and everything. This also meant that we had to adjust our photography schedule and locations just a bit because we didn't have the same amount of time for photos between the ceremony and the cocktail hour that we did originally because we had to get on the bus and do all of that. And so because our locations changed to do our portraits, uh, we had to walk back through the Yacht Club lobby. And at that point, basically all of our guests had arrived. <laughs> We kind of all saw you. Yeah. Yes. And they were all like in the lounge, hanging out in the lobby. And our photographer was like, oh, let me see if I can get them to move. And then he came back and he's like, no, they're all here. Yeah. Like, I can't. They're I remember all because here. my dad is like, you know, kind of a traditionalist. And he was like, Ashley's right over there. I, like, I don't know if I should wave at her or go up to her. I don't know what I should do. And I was like, it's okay, dad. So I was cute. like, she's yeah. doing a first look. It's okay. He's like, should we say, should we acknowledge her? Should we pretend we don't see her? I was like, that's like the girl so in the cute. huge white dress. Like you right. can't like, lose her. Like, and walking through a lobby, so literally the entire lobby was just all of our wedding. Like everyone yeah. was in there. And so there was no way, and there was no other route. Like there was no way we could get around it. So um, we ended up getting some just like really funny pictures uh, because one of the locations that we took photos in was in the lobby. Um, oh, the lobby's so gorgeous for anybody who's beautiful. looking for places to take photos. I mean, it's just so, it's just gorgeous. If you it want just, like that, is. like Atlantic New Englandy, you know, classy like it's just upscale and nice yeah it's It's just beautiful it really is beautiful and there's so many spaces like that i think is probably one of the things that i'm I'm not disappointed romantic it's romantic it is i'm just like a little bummed about that we just didn't have more time because there were so many places that we wanted to take photos but um but it's fine i mean it is what it is and um and then it was time to like get everybody out to the ceremony spot to the gazebo to get seated so that we could start the ceremony and we started the ceremony and the best the best part was that the sun had just started to set behind the building so the light was so good in that space and nobody was blinded by the sun yeah which was even better it was like perfect it was it really was and the gazebo is so lovely it has lights on it it has little hearts on it there's this beautiful like striped awning behind it with the pathway leading up it's beautifully man considering they had just had a hurricane 
days before, of course, do we expect anything less from Disney? Like, you'd never know that there was even rain that happened there. It was just no. such a gorgeous venue. No, it was so beautiful. And um, our officiant was uh, one of my dear friends, uh, Christopher Golden, who, um, you know, had written, uh, we didn't want to do vows. And so we just kind of gave him carte blanche. We, just, we were like, listen, like, you you know us we trust you like there wasn't anything in specifically that we wanted mentioned we just like trusted him to write whatever he felt would be important and uh so we had no idea what he was gonna say it was completely a surprise to us and a surprise to everybody else um and <laughs> at one point i remember i was standing there counting my toes because i was trying not to cry with how just how beautiful it was like just his whole speech for our ceremony was just so beautiful yeah, it was perfect um and then come to find out everybody like was crying and just like loved it and uh yeah it was it was amazing and then we wrapped up you know yay married we kiss and do some more photos um and then while we're doing photos you guys which i actually don't know I've only seen pictures, but then they brought everybody onto like yeah buses. So someone started coming around and being like, "Okay, it's time to get the bus," and so they made us go back in. So originally the plan was to walk over there to Atlantic Dance Hall, steps away, but instead now we go back inside the yacht club through the lobby into out where the valet turnaround is, and there were these like Disney Cruise Line buses there to pick us up. And, um, so we just basically went from the ceremony, hung out a little bit, and then they started saying, go on right in. And so we went right in and sat on buses and they took us backstage of Epcot. And of course, then I busted out my phone. And so <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this. There's like this long line of people coming in through this back lot. They, people have never seen this. Like my father who was there, like didn't even think that he'd see the inside of the parks during this time. Um, such a special moment. And for um, the cast members to be guiding us. Sorry, all of you park people because this was at like <laughs> six o'clock sorry all you people that are here in the park and like but excuse us fancy people in our suits and dresses and heels as we walk through you know we walk past the stage here and over to italy where there's food and drinks waiting for us enjoy your park day <laughs> yes and every everybody in the park that sounds like what is this and then of course uh seeing you walk through that was really fun too that must have yeah. been fun for you and everybody being like congratulations yeah it was it was really fun and it was it was funny because they they brought us separately and um we uh you know our families went out to the cocktail hour but we actually went into the uh, rotunda first so that we could just like see the space while mm -hmm. it was like all set up and then also so that we could like sit down for a second you know have a drink of water and so that my dress could be bustled <laughs> because mm -hmm. i needed to have my dress bustled i need to change my shoes too um, but i wanted my dress bustled because i was terrified that somebody in the park was gonna like accidentally step on it and you know rip it or whatever um so it was really fun like once we were ready to you know be escorted out and we didn't walk very far but even in that distance you know it was um like there's so many people that are just like they're pulling out their phones and saying congratulations and then 
you know, walking into the cocktail space and everybody is just like cheering for us and clapping. It was just really, and then also just standing there and being like, oh my gosh, the sun is set behind the stage. The lighting is perfect. This view is amazing. Like it just was awesome. It was awesome. And I should say that I don't think we as your guests necessarily knew that we were going back there for the fireworks. I think we heard that we're going to be able to see the fireworks, right? like harmonious, but I don't know that we knew that. Or if we did, I didn't listen. I don't, I don't <laughs> think that we, no, I don't think that we like were specific about it. Yeah. So then because, about yeah. seven o'clock, they take us from the Italy pavilion into your venue and we see everything and all the lights and all of the, the um, you know, seating chart and you, we see your cake right away. And of course the table settings, everything that you had planned and it was seamless. It was like you had planned it in this space. Like it just, I, I would never have known if you, if I didn't know, you know what I mean? That you didn't plan this. It all was just like, it was just seamless. It was just gorgeous. And it was so much fun your little sweetheart table the pictures of your dog next to your cake like all the little touches um that you thought of it was just such a beautiful wedding with such awesome food great drinks the dj cannot say enough great things the about DJ him the dj was amazing the so dj was fun. amazing that way he, he had everybody up dancing at the very beginning oh, um yeah. and he just you know must have followed your playlist very well because <laughs> he just played all your jams and um so the things that we should probably point out were uh i remember there was at one point where a family tried to come in there was like a and, wait what and, yeah through the elevator there's like a um like some sort of service like elevator maybe it's like hold on a second yeah and i didn't hear this story well because it was very fast it was it was very it was a very like over and done thing but i just remember because they're just like a typical park family in like caps and backpacks and shorts and flip-flops and whatever you know whatever they're like coming through this elevator and they just like stop and see everybody in there and they're like whoa how they got there I don't know. No idea. But they came in like the side door. Like I remember just Casper and me like, nope. And I was like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you had to use the restroom, you had to use the park restroom. There was no special restrooms for this location. No. So uh, there was one point where I did, of course, and I was, had to be escorted by a cast member who watched me go into the women's room and waited for me to come out and then escorted me back in. Did they think that I was going to go and ride rides at the park? Maybe. I, I mean, don't know. I would, I feel like I would have stuck out in my dress, but <laughs> in my heels. Um, but yeah, well, no. The reason why they do that is because they they just want to make sure that they're like sticking by your side. Not so, not from like you leaving, but more coming back in to make sure that the people who are coming into the reception are the people who should be there. Right. That like, you know, like, did you have to go to the bathroom in your wedding dress? I didn't go. You didn't go? Oh my gosh. No, which okay. probably tells you how like dehydrated I was. Yeah, you must have um, been so dehydrated. But, but I, I also I, just I got like, some funky looks in the bathroom. Like, yeah. what is this girl wearing? I'm like, I'm well, also wedding. that would have been a whole like with my dress. That would have been a whole yeah endeavor situation. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I just never had to go, so it worked out perfectly because I just I just didn't have to go. But yeah, it, it I think that's part of the reason why they do it is is less about like they're concerned about what you're gonna do and more concerned about what other people might try to do and. 
if they know who they're bringing to the restroom and who they expect to come back with them, then they'll know like this person is not a yeah a guest at this wedding kind of thing. And then at nine o'clock, we all got sort of uh, an announcement. Okay, everybody, grab your things. It's, grab your drinks. Grab your drinks. Grab your coats. Whatever, if you had a coat, it's Florida. But you know, whatever <laughs> you have, grab your purse. And go outside. And everybody was, they evacuated all of us. Evacuated. They had evacuated. us all, you know what I mean? <laughs> they, well, what is it? They had us all exit. We all, like, you know, last looks at the venue. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we're sad to leave, whatever. And then they walked us. And oh my gosh, I didn't know. And sure enough, there's this like line of cast members with the light sticks saying, go this way, this way, this way. And they put us behind the ropes back at the Italy pavilion out on the water. And your photographer and videographer had the foresight to know to bring some gorgeous lighting, set you guys up in front of Harmonious with Spaceship Earth in the background and get just the most beautiful photos oh my gosh and Our it was fireworks just, photos are unreal i don't They're even just... like harmonious you guys <laughs> i hate i hate those barges i think they are an oh, eyesore and yet and yet now this will always have a special place in my heart <laughs> Yes. Well, and the nice thing too about the timing of everything was that like it worked out so perfectly that we came in for the reception. We did, you know, we ate like, you know, we did dinner, we did speeches and dinner and uh, I danced with my dad and Hal danced with his mom. And it just like the timing of it all worked out so that once that was all done, it was the perfect segue to like bring everybody out for fireworks so that when everybody came back in, the cake had been cut. And like, it was time to like dance. And so mm-hmm. it just, the timing of it just like worked out really, really well of, you know, moving people between, because one thing we had talked about quickly with the DJ was, you know, should we start dancing and then get everybody out? And I was like, no, if we start dancing, people won't want to leave. And I don't want to like, yeah, you know, once you get people on the dance floor, you don't want to mess that up. So I would rather us. Oh, that's you know, right. Yeah. Do it okay. this way. Sorry, for some reason I thought that was the end of the night. It wasn't. That was the no. middle of the night. That was no. the middle. Yeah. yeah. What am I saying? We went out and then um, went right back and, yes. and danced. And they had brought out the Mickey bars and um, the pretzels were there. And yeah, it was incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. It and was when it awesome. ended, no one wanted to go. <laughs> No, they were Except literally I think like you had kicking a couple everybody of, out. Um, you had a couple of family members who were smokers who wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's true. Can't but everybody else, like, yeah. everybody else, was, like, they were, I mean, they were, like, folding up tables. Like, they were trying to get everybody out of that space and people just wouldn't leave. <laughs> no, we did not so want to go. Did um, not want to go. No. It was magical. And it then, was magical. The best, one of the best pieces of advice I got from our photographers actually was, and again, initially we thought we'd be in Atlantic Dance Hall, so we had a very different plan for the end of the evening. Originally, if we had stayed in, you know, at the dance hall, originally our plan was we were going to do, you know, everybody was going to leave and we were going to have one last dance, just the two of us in, you know, the empty ballroom and then go out to the boardwalk and take more photos because that didn't happen and because we had to leave the park um we we 
didn't get to do the photos, but our photographers had like suggested, they were like, if you can do one last dance with just the two of you, it's just like a perfect way to end the evening. It's just like just the two of you in this big space, you know, you get like a moment to like really just kind of absorb it all, absorb mm -hmm. it all. Um, and so that's what we did. And we didn't, we hadn't picked a song at that point. And so while we were waiting to like come out for our, like, I say grand, it was not grand, but from our like entrance, um, we had this like little side room that they had put us in with snacks and stuff. One of the, um, one of the planners who was helping, you know, had, had asked, she was like, so what song are you going to dance to? And I was like, I don't know. We haven't picked one. And she, this, this was not our planner that we were assigned to. This was uh, a different planner who was just working that evening, not knowing anything about me for the record. She literally looks at me and she goes, I think you should dance to the song that Captain America and Peggy <laughs> Carter dance to. And I was like, yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yep. my so, gosh. Oh Sold. my god! You're like and I'm not even just... asking how we're just doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He was like, "What?" And I was like, "Don't worry. You'll. It's fine. No, it's You're fine. not. It's, it's fine. It's fine." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. It was like it was perfect, oh, and it was just so, so nice, like to be just under the lights and yeah, just it was beautiful dancing with just him and um and yeah, it was like, it oh was my god, amazing. we did it. We did it. We did and it. It all was amazing. And we did it. It was just perfect. It was just and... perfect. And then by the time we left the park, the park was empty. The park was empty. They put us back through the backstage, back on the shuttles, back to the hotel. And um, yeah, and then we were on our own the next day. Some of us did parks. Um, but in general, yeah, that was that was the weekend. So let's think back now, Ashley, and give some advice to potential future brides and grooms. Did anything go wrong? Was anything incorrect? I really don't. I mean, I have asked, I think I've asked everybody who attended our wedding for like feedback. You know, I also just love to hear the stories because obviously you guys would see things or hear things or do things that we didn't. And there wasn't a single thing that we could, that we thought went wrong. I mean, there wasn't yeah. anything that we had asked for or that had been planned that like just didn't happen. It all, it all happened. And it happened the way it was supposed to. Like the food was all correct, the cake was right. I mean, um, yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I literally can't think of anything. Truly. Anything that you wish you had or hadn't done. Anything? Yeah. Let's start with had. Anything you wish you had done, and then we'll go to the negative. Um, I don't. That's a tough. I I I don't think so. I mean, it's hard to say, like, it's hard to say whether there's anything that I wish we had done for the sole reason that, you know, there were things that we had planned to do that didn't happen because of the hurricane. Mm -hmm. And I would have wanted those things. Like, we had, um, you know, we had uh, welcome bags for everybody. And when we couldn't get there until, you know, late Friday, we just knew that getting all of these things out to everybody wasn't going to be feasible. Um, but we just, we adapted. And so instead of putting the bags together, uh, we had them put, we had uh, custom water bottles, like labels on water bottles made. We had them put the bottles of water on the buses so that you guys, when you got on the buses to go to the cocktail reception, there was like cases of water for you guys to drink. And, you know, we had um, these little uh, bottle openers that were keys and the top of the key was a Mickey head. And so 
we just had them put them out on the table as you oh, walked yeah. into the reception yep. space. That so, but like, but those were supposed to be part of the um, welcome bags. Oh. The welcome bags. But again, like we just pivoted. We were like, okay, we'll yeah. just like a nobody knew welcome bags were happening, so it wasn't like you guys were expecting anything and didn't get it. Um, but I don't. I honestly can't think of anything. You know, I mean, I wish we could have had like another hour of dancing. You know, I never want the dancing to end. Um, but honestly, I can't. Anything that I wish we would have done was solely a result of the fact that our that that things had changed because of the hurricane, and thus just couldn't happen. It what yeah. it's not a reflection of like, oh, I wish I had bought this or ordered this or done this kind of thing. You know, I felt like everything to us felt we wanted we just wanted to make sure everybody was happy and enjoying themselves, and it seemed like that was achieved. Absolutely. All right. So now anything you wish you hadn't done, was there anything not worth the cost? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we were, we were very intentional about it. So it's, I can see how easy it would be to get really overwhelmed and excited about all of the like unique things that Disney Mm -hmm. offers as oh, part of yeah. a wedding right like you can i mean you can go crazy like you can you know have characters come you can ride in cinderella's cast uh, coach you can i mean there's just so many little things and of course those add up and i've seen plenty of brides who have like <laughs> put everything in their you know plans and then they get the estimate and they're like whoa okay we need to make some changes for us since day one the the two priorities were outside of, of photography and videography which we knew for sure we needed to invest you know that was going to be a big investment because you only get those photos and those videos yeah. once um the secondary thing was just making sure that we had uh uh you know a great menu that everybody could enjoy that all of the drinks were covered you know so that everybody had something and and you know didn't feel like um they didn't have uh, options at the bar mm -hmm. and that our dj was awesome and those mm -hmm. were like our, those were our priorities and like everything else was kind of like a, well, cool. If we can do this, great. But like, if not, it's not a big deal, you know? So we, I did some specialty linens, but only a couple of tables. I had them, uh, intermix them with house linens because the house linens are, you know, one of the colors was Navy. I did specialty linens on our table just for fun. Um, but like, like I said, we went super simple with the decor. I DIY'd a ton of stuff. Um, you know, I'm glad, I would say the thing that I'm really glad that we didn't spend a ton of money on was all of the paper stuff. Interesting. Like, like what do you mean? Like, like the program, the menus, the signage, like I did all of that myself and then just had it printed at Office Depot. You know, yeah. I love, I love the look of like the beautiful, like hand lettered seating charts. But then I look at them and I'm like, Okay, but then what do you do with it? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, like they're beautiful and for photos and everything, but that's kind of a, a very like one and done thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it you can't really reuse it. Um, so I was so glad that we, I literally designed a seating chart, printed it, and put it in a frame on an easel, and like called it a day. It was just I'm so glad that we just didn't put a ton of money and resources into it because as beautiful as those things are for, you know, the photos and for guests, like, n you know, no one's going to be like, Oh, and the menu 
was just so printed beautifully. I took it home. Like, you know what I mean? It's just not like a thing that we needed that was important to us. And so that's one thing that I am very glad that we didn't spend money on. Um, and I'm, I'm very glad that we went with the centerpieces that we did, yeah. even though they were a little more expensive, but they felt like the right move. Best advice you received. Okay. A couple things. One, um, number one, to make sure that, and Disney, I think does a very good job of this is to just make sure that you have like a moment or two where it's just you and your spouse alone, like post ceremony before the reception or during the reception, like just having a moment, just like sit there and take a deep breath and just be like, okay, you know, and just kind of soak it all in because it really does. Everybody says it goes by so fast, but it really does go by so fast. And just having those moments of being able to like take a drink of water, take a breath and just be in silence, just the two of us for a couple of minutes was huge. It just really helped us kind of, you know, feel really like grounded and grateful and appreciative um, in the middle of something that is just so emotional and exciting and fun and, and crazy. Uh, so that is one piece of advice that I think, you know, if, like I said, Disney's very good about making this happen, but are something that you should definitely prioritize. Um, two, the best advice I received was putting together a list of people you know, when your photographer asks you for a shot list, they're going to assume, you know, they're going to ask you like, do you want a photo with you and your parents here when your sister siblings, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah, I put together a shot list of people that wouldn't necessarily normally be, you know, part of that kind of like standard photo situation, but that I knew having like my husband and his cousin's uh, have gone on this golf trip every Labor Day for years. And so I, and they were all there. And so I wanted oh, to make yeah, sure that you they, get that, you know, mm -hmm. like I had that and photo. Guys won't always think of that. No, so, no, yeah. definitely not. Um, and then also, you know, going through and listing out specific photos and then having somebody at the wedding who knew everybody, like knew who these people were to help the photographer wrangle those people. Because our photographers aren't going to know who our cousins are, who our friends, you know what I mean? They're going to see names and then they're going to stand there scanning the group and just yelling out somebody's name and hoping, you know, they have no idea who anybody is. Like people aren't wearing name tags. So it was really helpful that I had our friend Sam, who has basically knows everybody, you know, gave her the list and she went and kind of wrangled people up for our photographers, which just made our photos just move so much faster. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was a really helpful piece of advice that somebody had given me and, um, I'm really glad that, that we did it that way. Um, and then the other thing, I think, you know, kind of all the, like the standard piece of advice, like walk in your shoes before you wear them, don't mess up. like all the, yeah, like, sure. Yeah. I just wanted our day to be like as much of us as possible, like, like to have, you know, just kind of who we are as people and our personalities and all of that. And, you know, I, that was part of the reason why we picked our photographers, our videographers, like, cause they just vibed, like they just got our vibe. And so I think it's really important. Like it's, it's so easy. It's so easy to like see other people's photos and their videos and just see these just like beautiful glamour shots and like stunning. I mean, just like should be in magazines. Just like, and I also knew looking at that, that that just wasn't us. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't 
It's just like not who we are. And so you'll, you, well, I'm saying this as if like you've seen all of our photos, but you see in all of our photos that the majority of them, like we are laughing our asses off. Like we are giggling and smiling and just, and those are gen, that's genuine laughter. That's not our photographers telling us to smile. That is just us like goofing around and them capturing it and them Mm -hmm. capturing it. And, and it comes through in the photos, you go to those photos and you just can like get a sense of like who we are as people. And I think that that is really important because you know i've had i've I've had friends who have hired uh, incredibly talented photographers and then they're kind of not disappointed with their photos but they you know there's just a certain style of photography that doesn't necessarily lend itself to very candid photos and or very you know photos that are capturing a lot of that joy and so i think it's really really it was really important that as we started looking at vendors that I started talking to and looking at their examples and just seeing like, did this feel right? And that was a piece of advice that I had gotten from a friend of mine who, who we got married years ago. She was like, if, if the vibe feels right, if you have a call with them or a conversation with them, like if it, if it all feels right, then like they're the right one. If it doesn't feel right, you should not hire them because you're going to spend all day with these people <laughs> and you want to make sure that they're capturing not just your day, but who you are as people and as a couple and it worked out our benefit it sure did i have to say that i'd like to give a piece of advice here sure um just because i think it's relevant to your situation in your wedding um first of all leading with kindness it can definitely feel when it's your wedding um that the world is revolving around you and it is um especially on your wedding weekend your wedding week whatever it is uh but in general you know nobody wants a brighter groomzilla and people will remember those things and you think that they won't but but they will and also you know if something doesn't go well then you might be able to get you know someone might refund you or someone might move you to a better location (laughs) you know because you're kind and they like you and they know that it would mean a lot to you. And the big advice, the big, and I'm so glad I took this advice uh, for my wedding. Someone had said to me, when your wedding weekend starts, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the story. Yep. And I remember having that thought on like the morning of my wedding and being like, well, or the, you know, the morning of my wedding when my flowers showed up and they were the wrong color. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Ugh. And did I lose my mind? No, there is a hilarious picture in my wedding album of me clasping my hands to my mouth and it looks like I'm looking at them so happy and I'm actually like holding in my shock that they are completely the wrong color. And then guess what happened, everybody? When I showed up at my venue, my tablecloths were the wrong color and they matched the flowers just by coincidence, two completely different vendors. And so it all worked out. Was it a color I was planning on having at my wedding? No. Did anybody know? No. Just the people who knew. It was fine. It was literally, it all worked out. And like, really, what is freaking out about it going to do? You were telling me, Ashley, you had specialty linens. I gun to my head i don't yeah, remember you what wouldn't you wouldn't were. have known like, right and that's <laughs> that the thing was, and that's and that at yeah. the end of the day that was the thing when i like we were 
when we were, you know, planning out these details, you know, there is, it's, it is so easy to just get like bogged Wrapped down up, in the yeah. sp- specific details. You're spending and so much money and, and you're just like, what's a little bit more and, and you want it to be perfect. Right. But it's all part of the story once and it starts and what nobody really knows. matters. Yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> like truly, like no one is going to know unless you pointed something out, unless you said something, no one has any idea. Like, and, and to you know, there were definitely plenty of people that you yourself included, you would have known just because <laughs> I had told you everything, you would have known if something had gone wrong or something mm-hmm. wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And not a single person had come to me. Now, that being said, I know that like stuff happened. Like, this is human nature. These are humans that are doing these things. These stuff happens, right? Like mistakes happen. And, you know, it's having some perspective. Maybe it's because we just got to a point where we thought our wedding wasn't going to happen at all. And that just kind of yeah. really put things put in perspective. Things in perspective. Sure. Um, but I think, you know, it's, uh, I, I think there also has to be a little bit of, uh, not even a little, I think you, there has to be some trust, you know, like when, when our planner called me Friday to tell me <laughs> that things were, things had to change. And like, I had to, I'm not this person, but like number one, me yelling at her, was not going to change no. the situation, right? It wasn't going to, it was, they weren't suddenly going to be like, oh, well, now that you're screaming, we're going to make, we're going to fix the Atlantic dance. <laughs> like that's not, you know, so me blaming them or yelling at them or, or that just wouldn't have fixed anything. And at the same time, I also have to just trust that they are going to do, like it's in their best interest to give you the wedding that you want. Like that is their job. That's what they want. They want your wedding to be amazing. Like they, and I speak from talking to so many people who worked our wedding, cast members, our guides, the weddings team, the wait staff, everybody was like invested in our wedding to a point that I was like, do do we know you? Do I know you? Like, I mean, (laughs) you know, but like it was genuine. Like they wanted, they wanted it all to go well. Um, And that just also just goes to like, communicate everything with your planner. Like I'm telling you, me telling her and asking her a thousand times, what about this location instead of a ballroom? What about this location? Like that is 110% the reason why we did not have our wedding moved to a ballroom. Yeah. And it would have been in a ballroom. (laughs) Like it was, that was going to be the option. So I think just being very clear in your communication, being very specific. They're not mind readers. Like no one is going to make assumptions on your behalf. They're going to go based on literal specifics that you're giving them and put everything in writing so that you have a paper trail. No, I just mean, cause it's so much yeah. easier to reference. You know what I mean? Like all I had to do was type in a couple of keywords in my inbox. And there was the email that I sent being like, Oh, okay. I remember now that we talked about this. Right. Cause I mean, yeah. wedding brain is a real thing. So Sure. Yeah. Final words to anyone thinking about having a Disney wedding. Don't assume, you know, Disney wedding, well, I should say all weddings are, can be expensive regardless of where you're doing it. And if you really, if, if having your wedding at Disney is really important to you, you know, explore the option, like ask the questions, you know, figure out the math, like really look into it and decide, you know, if it is doable, because I, I, I feel like you know we did not add on all of these crazy extras and um and we had a budget and for the most part we were able to like stick to it pretty closely 
but I had done a lot of research ahead of time and really got an understanding of like what was important to us and what wasn't important to us. And that really helped, but I don't want anybody to ever feel like, you know, that they can't, that this isn't something that isn't available to them. You know, it might not be feasible right now, or, you know, I mean, it might be the kind of thing I see plenty of brides who are like, I'm planning my wedding for 2025 so I can, you know, save between now and then. But there, there's tons of resources out there where you can get a sense of how much it might cost, you know, um, where you can do things, uh, different ways to like really cut some of that cost or keep your cost down. Um, you know, if it's important to you, I think it's, it's worth exploring and just asking the questions, like, ask the question. The worst they're going to say is no. Thank you all so much for joining us on this three-part wedding series. You might have more questions for (laughs) Ashley. And guess what? She wants to help you. She wants to answer them for you. How you can find Ashley. First of all, always you can get in touch with her through our website, themeparkettes.com. But if you'd like to reach out to Ashley personally, her Instagram is at Happy Go Ashley. Our website has all of the information on different ways that you can reach out to both of us. Uh, my personal Insta is at actor Jessica Gardner. The theme park gets besides Instagram also have a fabulous TikTok. It's at theme park Whether you're listening to this now or three years from now, when you're getting married, still go ahead and, and try to reach out to Ashley. Because uh, what, she, like she said, once a Disney bride, always a Disney bride, right? It, yeah, it, just, it's, <laughs> it will never not be in my brain now. And good luck in yeah. your journey. Or if you just were listening for fun, then I hope that you enjoyed this. And just Ashley, on a personal note, as your friend, like, I'm just so happy that all this happened for you. You were so well-deserving. And what an incredible story. As we like to say, though, your mileage may vary. We (laughs) can't guarantee that you're going to book a a wedding and get a $12,000 upgrade. Yeah, don't listen. Um, Don't. That's not. (laughs) Let's set. Let's just set expectations. Like, this is, you know. But, yeah, thank you. It was, it was truly, it really was, like. I am now a firm believer in, in the magic of Disney and it was truly just an unreal, amazing day. And I'm so glad that you got to be part of it. Yeah. And that we too. got to talk about it. Oh my gosh. That was, this was awesome. We are Jessica and Ashley, the theme park ads, And Hey, we've changed our mind about harmonious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And remember, you can sit with us. Thank you for listening to my crazy wedding story. And Thank you all for being here.